Good morning, New York sports fans. Do not adjust your dial or your calendar. It is me, and it is Friday night or early Saturday morning. I'm Danielle McCartan. McCartan after midnight. I'll be taking all things New York sports with you guys till 6 a.m. on this early Saturday morning. Uh, like I said, Friday night, if you're still out and about and the city never sleeps, it is exactly 14 degrees. It is really cold, so maybe you're not out tonight. There weren't a lot of people walking around outside just, just before. I'm coming to you live from the Mike Francesa studio here in Lower Manhattan. We're going to be together a lot tonight till 6 a.m. and again tomorrow night. So why don't you guys get on the phones, 877-337-6666. It is not Pat Boyle tonight. It is Maruful for the first time behind the glass. He just gave me a thumbs up or an okay sign. He's ready, willing, and able to take your phone calls tonight. So let's load them up, please, with your best content only. Also, as you know, February 14th is Valentine's Day. And you also know that my opening monologues have, their, their lyrics mean something to the story that I'm about to tell. So tonight, they're going to have a theme of love or hate among them. So let me tell you that eight-year-old me waited and prayed for this song to come on the radio. This is the Cardigans' Love Fool. Now... I dedicate this song to you on Valentine's Day 2020, Rob Manfred, because you aren't fooling anyone. This, everyone, as I told you about, might be, I think it is, the beginning of the end of Rob Manfred as commissioner of the MLB. This issue, the issue I have with him, emanates from the fact Absolutely nobody believes him when he says that during his investigation of the 2017 Astros that there was no evidence of wearable devices. He said that he asked about wearable devices. Was that to cover his bases? No pun intended there. Would How would that even be a question, might I ask? In 2017, they were using bangs on a garbage can like cavemen. In 2019, I think we all know that it evolved, like those very same cavemen, albeit much faster of a process, into the, the electronic sign stealing. The only thing that would satisfy people, and by people I mean me, <laughs> maybe you can agree or disagree, get on the phone and we'll talk about it, but the only thing that's going to satisfy me is for him to open a brand new investigation in 2019. Forget that immunity factor. I've said this pretty much every week. I want him to show the players the photos of themselves wearing wires, put it through the appropriate channels, and in effect, put these players on trial. Oh, the union, right? Oh, the union, the players' union. You know what else the union hates other than being prodded like this? Union hates infighting. I know my union hates infighting. My day job. And that is exactly what's going on right now. The MLB Players Union has infighting within its ranks. Because players on all 29 of the other MLB baseball clubs are coming out in droves. Are going out of their way to comment on this systematic computer program-based algorithmic 
cheating scandal. You can't tell me that there is one single player in the major leagues outside of the Houston Astros that doesn't believe that the team from Houston was wearing wearable technology in 2019. Everyone has seen the photos. Everyone has seen the videos. Actually, those within the organization didn't even deny it initially when asked. A.J. Hinch, Jose Altuve, I mean, literally, any of them. Take your pick. I heard on the radio today that 10 to 12 teams sent letters to the commissioner's office to tell them about the scandal. And then it was only when Michael Fires went public with it that anything got done. Which, by the way, talked about it on here before, I think Michael Fires will be cheered all over the league this season. I hope this guy has a comeback season of his career. But that is precisely why Rob Manfred will be on the boiling hot seat, or should be at least. If, in fact, that is true. I told you all on here. All of this, as soon as this story broke. Rob Manfred won't be around much longer if there is a continuation of this, a more elaborate scheme revealed. One that he once turned a blind eye to during his investigation and ignored the requests of 10 to 12 teams that sent letters to him. We live in an age of information. Did he really think that information would not leak out? Which leads me to my next point. Why are we still finding out details about it even now? What I mean is, where did it even begin? Was it the front office? Was it the interns? Was it Carlos Beltran or Alex Cora? Well, you know, Rob Manfred didn't make it clear. In fact, he's turned this whole thing into a circus. Because now, we're not talking about real baseball. We're talking about Astros cheating. And that's, that's a little bit ridiculous. But if the details were, were out, we wouldn't be doing this right now. Or it wouldn't be to this, this extent. Now, of course, that's Eminem featuring Rihanna, Love the Way You Lie. Now, this one, this song, I dedicate to every single person in the Houston Astros 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020 organization. This owner, who everyone, including myself, applauded earlier when the news first broke, when he fired his GM and we fired his manager atop of Manfred's puny one-year suspension, It should have been a lifetime ban, but don't even get me started on that. And with that rehearsed press conference the other day, the owner turned this whole thing into a lame joke with one single line. You know what that line was? This is a quote. It didn't impact the game. End quote. I love the way you lie, Jim Crane. If it didn't impact the game, then how do you explain your team's offensive home and road splits? If it didn't impact the game, how do you explain the fact that it was even used at all? If it didn't impact the game, how do you explain your World Series title in 2017? And if it didn't impact the game, how do you explain the decline of your players after they get traded away from your team? 
Altuve, I love the way he lies. He said, I didn't wear a buzzer. The buzzer, uh, it was a fake Twitter account that started everything. Carlos Correa, I love the way he lies. He said, no, no, that's a lie. Nobody wore a buzzer. Nobody wore devices. George Springer, he said, absolutely not. Absolutely not, when asked about buzzers. Verlander finally speaks. He says, I see these guys before the game, after the game, dressing and undressing. And I've never saw, saw anything like that. I love the way he lies. Josh Reddick kept it simple. No, not to my knowledge. Meanwhile, there's photos of him wearing them all on a post-game interview in the playoffs. This is a real different tune than when people were killing the Astros and their manager, and rightfully so, me included, about their indifference and their falling back onto the old, well, let's refer back to the league report line. I love the way these players lie, every one of them. There is 0% of credibility left in any of them. And might I say in the organization, except let's remove Dusty Baker out of that. These players cheated and they got away with it. And that is precisely why people are still angry about this. I'm waiting for the day when I can walk into that Astros clubhouse with a photo of Reddick wearing that wire and ask him what it was. Maybe showing him the photo of himself giving that post-game interview wearing the champagne goggles will help to jog his memory. Justin Furlander, Mr. I have something to say about every single thing Justin Verlander said this in 2017 when he was with the Tigers. It's not about gamesmanship anymore. It used to be. Hey, if you can get my signs, good for you. In the past, if a guy on second was able to decipher it on a few pitches, well, I guess that was kind of part of the game. I think it's on a different level now. It's not good. The commissioner, he concluded, needed to do something. He was shortly thereafter traded to the Houston Astros. Justin Verlander. Oh, 2020. Justin Verlander, who doesn't respond to a guy's question at a golf outing that's gotten 500,000 views on Twitter, but waits till he's forced to comment at his locker in West Palm Beach. I wanted to play this for you guys. Um, well, I mean, you're asking me um, right here, right now, and, and my answer is no. Um, I think uh, looking back to my tenure, even before I got to Houston, I was taking measures and steps to prevent from science dealing. I publicly said that um, that I think that MLB needed to take steps to ensure an even playing field um, throughout baseball. And, um, you know, so that, that was something that I think uh, started long ago with all the technology that had been implemented in the game. I think uh, paranoia around the league had, had, had begun to run rampant. And... Um, you know, like I said, I, I I was thwarting efforts before I even stepped foot in the Houston locker room. Um, well, I mean, you're asking me. So um, wait, let me get this straight. Right you right thought now. MLB should do more to ensure a level playing field, but you couldn't step it up and knock it off inside your own locker room? Wait, wait, that doesn't make any sense to me. Is it because you at that point and your team were benefiting by it? Oh, wait, now that makes sense. I get it, I think. And don't forget, guys, where the Astros' first regular season away series is. Oakland. Michael Fires' team. So let's cue up some old-school WWF Shawn Michaels sweet chin music for those boys. Because in that series, and all across the league for the rest of the season, you're going to see it. Players are pissed. And besides the initial outcry on Twitter, you're seeing it come out more and more as players report to their spring training destinations across the league.
And because Moron Manfred granted the players immunity, they sang like canaries. Oh, and also, according to Jim Crane, no sponsorships have pulled out of Houston, which I think is a travesty. Where it's going to hurt them on an individual basis is in their pocketbooks. Correa and Adidas, Altuve and Chevrolet. Companies will yank sponsorship for any old thing nowadays. Over any old doesn't pass the sniff test in the fake personal online outrage culture we live in today. So why not this? It's not going away. For example, I point to that airplane video, which at last check had 15 million views. People fighting for days in those comments section. So let's hit the calls. Everything's on the table. I cannot wait to talk with you guys. We are almost full here. 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartney after midnight on The Fan. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back, everybody, to McCartan After Midnight here in the early Saturday morning here in New York City, lower Manhattan. And um, if you guys aren't listening in the in the New York metro area, you're probably listening on the Radio.com app. And check out the Radio.com Rewind and listen to any WFAN program you might have missed over the past 24 hours. Download that Radio.com app and select WFAN. Maybe you missed a big interview, maybe something funny, or just wanted to hear the entire show or the opening monologue again. It's easy to navigate. You can pause and rewind any length of segment you choose and take a listen to an entire show. It's all on the new Radio.com Rewind. Download the Radio.com app now and rewind up to 24 hours so you can catch anything you may have missed. Listen the way you want, when you want. And we're just talking, again, about these Astros, and every call on hold is about the Astros. Just a quick recap. Wednesday, the Astros have their parking lot roped off. Don't have players available for comment. Then... The Houston reporter Chandler Rome said on Wednesday that Astros said no players will be available today. The area around their parking lot is roped off and heavily guarded by security. Then Thursday, that dumpster fire disaster of a press conference. And the problem I have is this, like I just said, this should not be happening. Rob Manfred should have presented all of the information when he had the opportunity to. This seems just too sketchy. I said that when the news first broke. I'm saying it now, this could be the end of Rob Manfred, as we know. Let's see. Not his life, just his title as commissioner of the MLB. Hey, let's go to the phones, 877-337-6666. Batting leadoff tonight, CJ in Mount Holly. How are you? Yeah, yeah. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, CJ? You know what? The only two words I want to hear right now is play ball. I know. I can't wait, I can't wait for the season to start. And I think we'll talk about the cheating with the Astros because there's nothing else to talk about in the world of sports. If the Knicks were doing better, the calls might be different. I don't know, CJ. I think just if, if Rob Manfred had come out and just presented all the information that, that he had when he had it, I think this would be a whole different conversation. I play like Alex Bregman, who's going to be an all-star potential MVP candidate. Yeah. Do you think you should get cheating like that? One thing to do is have ineligible to be on the all-star team or to be an MVP candidate. Maybe that's what they need to do with proven cheaters. I don't know. I mean, when you look at, talk about, look, how about Aaron Judge when he got cheated out of the MVP in 2017? You know, I just think yeah. these players, I don't think they, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know them, but. I don't know if that's that's impactful to them. You know where it hurts, CJ? It hurts in their wallets. That's where it hurts. Yes. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, the Benjamin. They yep. didn't really care. Yep. All right, get to the season, though. Let's talk about, about actual baseball. Sure. What do you think about the Paxton 
injury. Do you think this is the type of thing that might cause them to look for a starting pitcher sooner rather than later? I think they're still better off just waiting and don't panic and overpay at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm I'm in the don't panic uh, boat. And last week I had um, uh, You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift when I talked about this last week on the Open. And I just think having J-Hap not... If they had traded J-Hap away, I think we'd be in a little bit of panic mode. But, you know, who knows what J-Hap could be with a new pitching coach, maybe some new analytics or whatever can help him out a little bit and buy some time. I don't think we're in panic mode if you're a New York Yankee fan um, because of this injury, because of J-Hap. J-Hap is the insurance policy. And then don't forget, you're getting Luis Severino back this year, which you didn't really have him last year to begin with. So it's almost like another addition right off the bat. I think the Yankees are fine. All right. You know what? One player, though, I think people might be overestimating what he could do. People make calls this which think that Jordan Montgomery is a given mm-hmm. to come back and be a quality pitcher. Yeah. First of all, he was nothing more than a number four or five starter. And his stuff wasn't that skittling to begin with. He was a tough grinder. But you know what? He is not a given. Well, you think about Davey Garcia, and, and he's another name to watch coming into the spring training. He's their number one prospect, starting pitcher. Yeah, could, you never know. It could be an opening. Though for him to come along and make the team. Yeah. A question, though, are you expertise? You know, the Yankees have traded away from the prospects the last couple of years. Where is the minor league system right, right now? Uh, I, I, I'd have to Google it. I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to think that they're still pretty strong in, in their minor league system. Um, but I think that that's something that, you know, you have to do. The Yankees come in, kind of came under fire for not wanting to part with their prospects. But now, you know what? You, you have to do that. If you're ready to win a World Series, you have to trade away some of your prospects in order to get the pieces that you need. So, um, you know, rank as far as ranking it against the other teams, I'm not sure just yet. We'd have to see how that, that kind of pans out during spring training. I, I think I'd wait to hold off judgment anyway the, on that. The one intriguing guy, though, you know. Oh, no. CJ, where'd you go? That's just still injured. Oh, you're there. Daughter, hello? Yes, sorry, I yeah. cut out for a second. Okay, as Hicks is injured and Gardner is showing his age this year, yep. there might be a need for another outfielder. I mean, can there you might. Can you see the scenario that Florio gets a chance? Uh, yes, I can. It, it, it's, a, it's a possibility, yes, yeah, CJ, for sure. I mean, if the situation you just outlined. Although I, I don't know if we're going to see such a big decline from uh, Brett Gardner because he literally put up his best statistical season last season. I don't know. But in that scenario, in the case that he doesn't put up those numbers again, in in the scenario that Aaron Hicks is out for even maybe longer than they initially thought, and and Giancarlo Stanton is used more of as a DH, I I believe so. Yes. You know the one play who I was really intrigued during rookie season, I was so upset with the injury is Andujar. Let's yeah. say a shallow really is the guy you want to third. Do you put Andujar potentially in the outfield? DH or first base or a combination of all of them. Yeah, probably the Yankees will do. They'll they'll probably do a combination of all of them. And as an infielder myself, it is very hard to switch to outfield just like like that. And I did see um, NJ.com had posted a video Thursday of Andujar working out at first base. And I don't know. It was a short video. I know it wasn't the whole practice, but I don't know. He stabs at the ball. His footwork isn't quite right. But if he catches on there, if he's worked with, I mean, the guy's talented, sure. But they're going to do everything that they can in order to keep his bat in that lineup. Yeah, with the Mets, I'm going to tell you something. 
their worst nightmare, I predict, is going to be Wheeler, 90 miles south of the city. Mm-hmm. That's really, that was a disastrous scenario. You can't have them go to Philadelphia. They needed to do more to reside. If you were a big-time, you know, franchise, you would keep Stroman and keep Wheeler, keep both of them. What's, you know, so bad about having four big-time pitches, potentially? Yes, and CJ, thanks for the call. As always, I always appreciate it. Very good points, as always. And, the yes, the problem is Zach Wheeler comes out and, and there's a little spat going on between him and Brody Van Wagenen now through the media. And I think the Mets should have tried a little harder to keep him, to be honest with you. Like CJ just uh, um, mentioned, yeah, they should have tried a little harder to keep him because guess what? Zach Wheeler's camp did, in fact, circle back to the Mets and say, "Hey, uh, you wanna you, you wanna match this or, or beat it?" You know, if if he didn't want to come back to the Mets, I mean, I know it's that's a that's a bargaining tool. I, I get it, but it sounds like he really wanted to be here, and it sounds like he's still upset by it, even even now in Philadelphia. With Joe Girardi, who the Mets should have hired as their manager. Kevin and Camden, you're on the fan. What's up, Kevin? Uh, how you doing, Daniel? I'm good. How oh, are you? Oh, man. I'm good. Oh, that press conference was the biggest load of horse manure <laughs> I think I ever, ever heard in my life. I thought you were going to say the other word. I was almost going to dump I, it I, It's a radio. I can't say what <laughs> I really feel about it. But, um, no, from the, from the one and a half minute statements from Bregman and Atubi, which I didn't believe a word they said. They yeah. didn't even sound, they didn't even sound like they cared. Nope. And to Mr. Uh, Chatty Cathy himself, Mr. Verlander. I mean, you have so much, you talk about steroids, and you talk about how the, the baseballs are smaller. But it's funny, your team gets brought up, and you don't say a word. Yeah, he, he had so much it, to say about cheating using uh, technology before he got there. When he was in Detroit, he had a lot to say. And then exactly. all of a sudden, if he, was, if he was still in Detroit, he'd have a major issue with it. You probably see him on Twitter if he was still with the Tigers. Oh, he did. Tweeting about it. I read you the quote during the opening statement, the opening monologue. Yeah, he had a huge problem oh, yeah. with it. And all of a sudden, he radio silence when he goes to the Astros. Wait a minute, uh, that, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. No, exactly. And then you got the Mr. Owner saying, oh, it didn't impact the game. But then... Oh, that was report, that was funny. Uh, Wasn't that funny? Rep- oh, it was great. But a reporter asked him, you know, you just, you just said it didn't impact the game. He goes, I never said that. I know. You, you just said you just said it. Are you senile? I know. Like, really? What? Like, what is this? Like, I know. Like, you, you are insulting our intelligence. I mean, Mr. Man, Manfred don't give a crap about the fans. He, don't care, you know, he only cares about the, the appearances again. He don't give a crap about the fans or the media. Like this is it was, it was a bunch of BS and the horse manure, and I don't believe any. any the only one that said anything of significance was Korea, and even that I didn't believe. Oh, no, Korea! Oh, I don't don't get me started on Korea. I, I think I think that's ridiculous. After the break, I'm going to start off with him. I'm going to have that quote for you. All right, thank you. Come on, so, that, that's it's ridiculous. Always, it's always a pleasure, Kevin. Thanks for the call. Always, every week, appreciate it. Every show, every tweet. Of course, I always appreciate that. Justin in Floral Park, you're on a fan. Justin. Oh, don't do this to me, Justin. Are you there? Oh, man, I got to drop you. Justin, call back. He's he's a caller every week. I don't know what that was. That was a bad connection. Justin, call back. Bob in Bergen County, you're on the fan. Hey, Danielle, how you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Of course, Bob. What's up? So, yeah, you got to tell us how you really feel. I don't think you ripped the Astros hard enough in your uh, in your open. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to go back on Radio.com and listen to yes. that and get all fired up. There you go. <laughs> Run through walls. Oh, um, I used to work as a union representative, mm-hmm. and I think I can give people a little bit of insight into why, you know, some of the issues that the league is facing to discipline the players. Um, I mean, I think the, the obvious 
uh, reason that they, they gave these players uh, immunity is because we wouldn't know what we know. If, they, if these players were going to get punished, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have uh, talked about it. Of they would have just clammed up and you know, said nothing. Um, so that was, that was a big part of it. But the other part of it, uh, some of the reporting I read said that Man- Manfred was concerned that the memo that Joe Torrey sent out earlier in the year, mm-hmm. I guess the date was September 15th when that memo went out, mm-hmm. um, that, that the Astros front office was taking the position that they never passed that along to the players. True or not, that was what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So they felt like had they taken, you know, had they disciplined the players, the players are going to contest it, they're going to appeal it. Ultimately, if it goes in front of an arbitrator, uh, the arbitrator would probably have sided with the players and said, well, if you didn't tell them that, that you know, this is the rule and this is the potential punishment, you can't punish them. And it would have all gotten overturned. And the other problem with that for the league is that that could set a really bad precedent. Like, hey, you can cheat and get away with it. But I mean, it's but not that, quite that simple. I know, but isn't that what, what is out there? I mean, that's what players are most pissed off about now, now I think. Well, no, because it, it's, not a, it's not an arbitration decision that, that let them off I see the what hook. you're saying. That's different. That yeah, carries yeah. the weight. Okay. Of, that's as if it's written into the contract. Arbitration decisions are law. Got it. As far as, you know, law being the contract. Right. But, um, you know, there's that... Um, but I think the biggest thing for him was that, you know, one, he thought he'd lose if, if it actually went to, uh, to uh, arbitration. But, you know, people keep talking about, oh, well, it would have ended up in court and all this. It wouldn't have because baseball, unlike football, baseball has a very uh, nice, neat and tidy arbitration, uh, you know, grievance procedure that ends with an arbitrator. Once you get an arbitration decision, you could try and fight it in federal court, any lawyer with any ethics won't take that case because you will always lose. Mm. Basically, you have to show somebody, you have to have somebody on video handing a stack of cash to the arbitrator. You know, it has to be that egregious for a federal court, for any court, it's going to go to federal court, but for a judge to overturn an arbitrator's decision, they will almost never do it. It has to be some really, really egregious violation or fraud or something like that for them to do it. So, you know, it would have ended in the arbitrator's office, and and they could have done it, but I guess, you know, they from what I've read, they felt like they were going to lose if it went there. So they said, well, we'll give the guys, you know, we'll, we'll let the players off the hook, and we'll get all the information. Now, Bob, I'm against so, the break a little bit, but I have a quick ahead. question for you, yeah. too, um, as sure. far as you seem very knowledgeable. So, now, could Manfred, maybe this is a whole thing, but maybe on his back burner, he, he's turning this into, okay, well, can I open a 2019 investigation now and sure. not grant these guys immunity and then go after them? Could he do that? Well, he absolutely, uh, you know, as far as, as, far as I know, um, and, and generally with any kind of immunity that you give somebody, it, one of the stipulations is that you tell us everything and you don't lie. Right. So the players, are, they said we didn't use buzzers. So if they turn up evidence of buzzers now, if they have something that, you know, they, they have some kind of a proof, some kind of proof, absolutely. Mm. So maybe that's Just, and, and all he's got to do is hand them down the discipline, and then you let the, you let the union grieve it. Let them fight it and let it go to arbitration. It's yeah. funny, actually. One of the arbitrators that Major League Baseball uses was 
an arbitrator that used to uh, hear a lot of cases for the union I used to work for. Wow, that's pretty cool. And, and Bob, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting connection. Yeah, thank you for thank that. You. Very insightful. Appreciate that, and for all sure. the, for all the listeners as well. Um, so now we are headed towards the break here at, at two thirty eight in the morning. Obviously, there's going to be some more Astros calls. Um, 877-337-6666. And there are so many more layers to this, guys. So um, give us a call. Stay on hold. And we'll be back with you in a few moments uh, right after Marco's update. I'm Danielle McCartan on The Fan. Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. And we are back. This is perfect music for this Astros sign cheating scandal. I'm thinking like a basement somewhere. We're like, dark, wet basement and where bad things are happening. That's what I'm imagining in my mind with this Astros. Where did they cook up this plan? In the sewers like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I mean, where did this come from? And the answer seems to be Carlos Beltran. And don't forget, guys, it's Valentine's Day. Or it might it technically kind of still is. And uh, I had created last year these, these uh, very cheesy, cheesy cards. You know the cards that you give out? When you're in like elementary school, to your, you have to give one to every kid in your class. You can't leave anybody out. I kind of created like a few of them based on our New York teams. And these are like like dad jokes sort of kind of thing. These aren't meant to be like actually funny, but I, I made one. Uh, I might every time back from a commercial tell you one of these. I made one that's got eight bottles of wine on it. You know, you know the cards I'm talking about. So this one has eight bottles of wine on it. And it says, this Valentine's Day, treat yourself to chocolate and otto vino. <laughs> but um, you get it, Alto 8, Vino, Wine, Otto Vino, Adam. Okay, cool. All right, let's head back to the phones. 877-337-6666. The topic of the night seems to be the Astros cheating scandal and the fallout from it across the league as players are reporting, obviously, to spring training in Florida and in Arizona. Mike in New Haven, you're on the fan. Hi, Daniel. What's up, Mike? I just want to tell you that the whole thing is a complete farce. And let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. If you owned a billion-dollar team, do you think that you would know what was going on? I know. that's the, I know. You would know the day. I would want to know day in and day out every email that crosses through that, that, that server. Yes. I mean, he's got to go, too. I mean, he's, he's got to be forced to sell that team, Danielle, and Manford. You know, please, it, just step down. You know, here's the thing, right? It, when, at the beginning of the season, everybody's applauding uh, that the owner of that team, Jim Crane. You know, you, you know, MLB yeah. just gave him a one-year suspension. You went out and fired him. Great for you. Good job. And then he comes yeah. out in that press conference and totally dismantles every ounce of credibility he had. Uh, I think he was on like 10 Xanax because, I, I mean, I don't even know how anybody could talk that stupid when he knows everybody's against him. But you remember, Danielle, I, I can't think of his name, that jerk that owned the NBA team and was a racist. Within two, three days, he had to sell the team, Danielle. That's why I don't understand yeah. why this guy's getting a pass, because there's no way that he didn't know what was going on. Donald Sterling. Is, I don't is, believe yeah. that in a million years. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I, I don't believe it for one, one, one minute. And I like, like, I don't believe that Chris Christie also didn't know what was going on at the George Washington Bridge. I mean, I don't mean to get political, but of course he knew what was going on at the bridge. I mean, come on. You're in charge, right? You're in charge. You know exactly what's going on. Or you should. I'll tell you one thing. Because if you don't, you got a bigger issue. 
Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, Daniel. The first couple months are going to be interesting because there's a lot of guys that are going to get plucked. Oh yeah, there's going to be some good fights. Oh yeah, and guess what? The f- the first team that they play is is Mike Fires' uh, Oakland Athletics. Yeah, but for some some reason, Houston. I mean, the Dodgers are really really after them. What do they got? Like six six games they play in spring training this year. Yeah, I, I forgot about the spring training. I was talking about the first road series, but the spring training games. You're right. Yeah, because a couple Dodger pitchers already said. If I was them, I wouldn't put my feet too far in the box. So <laughs> they're, they're really upset about it. So I don't blame them. But the thing is, for Houston, that's going to give them a little slack is next week they're going to come down on the Red Sox. That's coming. Yep. So that'll divert them a little. Yeah, that'll take a little heat off of them. Just a little bit, though. What do you think about, and then I'll listen to your. Yeah. I think it, I don't like what this Manfred did when. He's trying to run a game saying the pitcher's got to pitch the three batters. I don't like that. You want to speed up the game, Danielle? Tell the pitcher he's got to throw the pitch within 25 seconds and everything else will fall into place. That's the biggest problem. They take all day to throw a pitch. Yeah, well, that, and that's that's something I knew was going to come up tonight too, Mike. I appreciate that, is the pace of play in the MLB. And and just to backtrack just a, f- a second, and then we'll hit pace of play. So if you want to talk about that, 877-337-6666. The problem I see is this. With with MLB and their broadcast schedule, do you put the Astros? Because now they are they are a public enemy number one across the entire league. Now, if you're MLB, do you put them on Sunday night baseball on on the primetime games in the in the slot primetime slots in order to get people to watch? You know the 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 heel, or do you relegate them to off times because you don't want them bringing in any revenue to their team by being in those those extra good time slots or do you put it on in the prime time to get people to tune in to see if in fact any player is going to get beaned see that's what that's that would be interesting to see how Rob Manfred handles that to me I think you make the, the whole thing go away and, and you never give them a prime time game you don't let them extract the revenue from that that prime time game but if you see Rob Manfred keeping them on the schedule for those prime time games not flexing them out um, I got. I think I got a problem with that. I do, and it's not good for the sport. Anybody that says that that's good for the sport to have to have the heel, the Astros go full heel, uh, like this is some sort of comic book. It's it's not. That's that's not right. Okay, it's not right. You're you're putting sh- cheaters front and center. Not only did they win the World Series, but they're on primetime TV. Come on, I don't know what you're trying to message you're trying to send there. But as far as the pace of play issues. The question I posed to everybody is, is the game of baseball too slow? I mean, people feel really strongly about this. So what I did was I took to Twitter in one of my most voted upon, actually, very highly scientific Twitter polls. And I posed the question, is the game of baseball too slow? I worded it like that on purpose. 61% of people said, no, it is not too slow. About 39% of people said it is too slow. So here's the thing, and why this is being talked about again, is Rob Manfred in 2017 says, for most fans, particularly for our hardcore fans, we provide a great entertainment product day in and day out. Pace of game might not bother them, but we're also interested in capturing new fans, particularly young fans, and we think that a little focus on the pace of the game while always respecting the tradition and history of the game, will always help us with the younger group. 
Now, I don't totally disagree with that because the attention span of a teenager, right? Those are the, the ones you're trying to reel into this game. The attention span of a teenager is anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes. And anybody in a classroom will tell you that it is, in fact, not that long. Not even that long. So you got a teenager with an with a attention span, 10 to 20 minutes, on a good day, let's just say. On a day where there's no distractions, no squirrels outside, no snowflakes falling on the window outside in a classroom, their attention span is 10 to 20 minutes. On 2019, in 2019, let me tell you something, the average time of every game played across the entire sport, over 2,000 games, the average time was three hours and 10 minutes long. And that, by the way, is the longest average time for a game of baseball on record ever in the entire history of the game. And when you look at, I mean, just recently, we're in New York, right? I pulled up because I remember them being like, oh, my God, the Yankees ALCS game times. You got game one, three hours and 11 minutes. Game two, which was 11 innings long, it approached five hours. Game three, three hours and 44 minutes. Game four, four hours and 19 minutes. And then this one, game five, 259. Whoa. Then you got game six, the ALCS, four hours and nine minutes. Listen, I don't have that kind of time to dedicate to anything. As much as I love baseball, and I am an adult. So MLB has kind of adjusted some rules in order to speed up the process. And new for 2020, what they're proposing, as the last caller just brought up, the starting pitcher or any relief pitcher has to pitch to a minimum of three batters, including the batter at bat or any substitute after after that, until such batters are put out or reach base or until the offensive team is put out. That's directly from the, the, the handbook there. And I love seeing every millennial outcry on Twitter about the disappearance of these high-leverage specialists. You know what? Sparky Lyle and every pitcher from that era is laughing at you. Newsflash, that's a fairly new concept. It wasn't always part of the game. And I'm leaning towards liking this rule, to be honest, because the most insufferable parts of a baseball game, to me, is when you have to watch at least three minutes of commercials before and after a one-batter pitching change. And it's never just usually just one change. And it's usually at the end of the game. It's usually when you're tired. It's brutal. And it's time to turn the game off and go to bed at that point. Sorry. And I have to admit, I do love that pitch clock. It regulates the game as best as it can. And it forces pitchers and catchers to be a little quicker in their decision-making, which sometimes leads to mistakes in the form of miscommunications, misplaced pitches, pass balls, and big hits. And big hits are exciting. And aside from that, though, that's it. Don't change the rules of the game. Leave it the way it is. But guys, I cannot dedicate, on average, three hours and ten minutes of my life to one single thing, no matter what it is. I think, as it stands now, six catcher-to-pitcher mound visits is excessive. It has been lowered to six in 2018, and it didn't make any difference in the length of an average game because, as I said, in 2019, the average game time was longer than any season recorded on history that makes me think that the problem is more intricate 
And I have a few other suggestions for the MLB to consider. Not to speed up game action, but to engage fans. Fan engagement is, I think, something we can all agree on. And, I, and I'll, I'll get to that after the break. Because um, that, I think that's pretty interesting. I kind of thought outside of the box. As, as I think you've come to know and expect from me, I, I kind of thought outside the box for that. But in my research preparation for tonight, I came across something, and I this was an online board somewhere that I read. I wish I remember where. Someone suggested and <laughs> putting flint in the mixed in with the, the the sand, the clay on the on the base paths, so that sparks fly when the runners are running. I don't. I'm no scientist, but that would be amazing. I'm not a science teacher. Would it work? Is it dangerous? I don't know. But wouldn't that be cool? That's like video game style. Where you got a runner stealing first to second or second to third, and and he's got speed to burn, and then all of a sudden he's got sparks flying out of his cleats. That would be fun to watch. But I think you know by now, everybody, that I am a baseball purist. I don't want to see the rules of the game changed. But this 1940-something, the game was like in two hours, under two hours long. Now it's three hours and ten minutes. Why is that? Commercials. The revenue. In my opinion, that's what it is. Yes, pitchers take a little long, but there's a pitch count now. There's a, there's a pitch clock now. Yes, batters step out of the box. Maybe there should be a batter clock too. But when it really comes down to it, it's the number of commercials. So that would be like probably the first thing is to get that under control, in my opinion. I mean, if you're watching a game, the the disjointedness that occurs starting in, let's just say, the sixth inning, as soon as that starting pitcher comes out on both teams, I mean, it comes to a screeching halt. The pace of play comes to a screeching halt. Not to mention the TV timeouts if you're sitting in the stadium. And then at home... What are you doing on a commercial break? You, you you might miss the one batter that that the guy comes into face, and then up, oh, they're taking him out and they're putting somebody else in. They want a righty on lefty matchup this time. I mean, come on. How do you have a four hour and nine minute nine inning playoff game? Let's talk about the kids going to school. I mean, if if you're watching this on on a let's say just Thursday night, for example, first of all, the game starts too late. 8 o'clock, so add four four hours to that. You you think in order to get kids involved in this game, you should be starting games at 8 o'clock that last four hours long? Kids don't stay up till 12.09 watching baseball on a school night. They're doing their homework at that time. Believe me, I know. So this, that is the inherent problem. We could talk more about that after the break. 877-337-6666. And I'm also going to give you my two rules or three rules of engagement also for the baseball place of play. Pace of play. <laughs> I'm Daniel McCartan on the fan. Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66 Good morning again, everybody, at 306 here in New York City, Lower Manhattan. I'm Daniel McCartan here with you on the fan until 6 a.m. when the legendary Richard Neer comes your way. And we are talking a ton of Astro stuff. And Maruful is behind the glass. He's been doing an excellent job tonight. And uh, guys, our lines are full, which is great. So I'm about to hit that calls in a second. Let me just 
you know, you can't just go right to the calls after the break. So again, let me give you a little, a little something. And I thought about this. You know what? This whole cheating thing, right? And this is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing. But I got to say, maybe, everybody, maybe it was the Mets that might have unearthed this 2019 thing. And hear me out. What I'm saying is the Mets, you know, they started the shirt being ripped off thing. I mean, they made it a widespread celebration. It wasn't widespread until Peter Alonso was ripping off Michael Conforto's shirt this August. That began to spread around the league like wildfire. The Astros must have known they were in trouble at that point. Because by now, I'm sure you've seen the Jose Altuve running home after he hits the, the home run to send the Astros to the World Series after, after uh, Chapman surrendered that pitch to him. Jose Altuve yanks it out of the park at Minute Maid Park. Is anybody surprised? And then his first thought is to cover up his shirt and clench his shirt closed and wag his finger like, don't rip off my shirt because I'm wearing buzzers. So maybe the Mets were the ones that that kind of uh, had the impetus or the initiation behind this uh, 2019 wire scandal. Because I think at that point, it was August 9th, I believe, the Astros must have said, oh my God, we're in trouble. All right, good. We got a full bank of calls. Get aboard. 877-337-6666. Ed in Beachwood, thanks for holding. You're on the fan. Yeah, I apologize up front. First of all, thank you for having me. But um, I just want to talk about the sale of the Mets for a second. Do you mind if I do yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. One of the things that concerns me was the one of the reasons why, why Steve Cohn couldn't buy the Mets was because he wanted to make the final decision. Right. But if you have a general manager and it goes to ownership, don't they do the same thing? How is isn't it a little disingenuous to say that Steve Cohen, the guy putting up over two billion dollars, doesn't have the same what, what how the how the organizations run? How could they say that's a reason? I know. I mean, because it's the Wilpons, and the Wilpons wanted to still be making the decisions with someone else's money. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, but they're not willing. They're willing to forego that now. Now all they of are. A sudden. Right. 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 And so allegedly. My, well, they're going to put the team up for auction, I hear, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. We'll so see. if they're going to put the team up for auction, and they're saying that there's no preconditions, are they now going to prevent uh, Cohn from, from entering the auction? That's what it sounds like to me. But he hasn't given up. Oh, he hasn't? He has not given. He has not tapped out yet, as the last I heard. Oh, that's so interesting. So there's, there's still a chance. One of the things I brought up in, to Sal um, before was... Um, that uh, Beltran had suggested that um, uh, that that uh, the Astros were behind the times. Now, yep. as Sal said, he wasn't sure if that was a direct quote, but if it was, that's kind of isn't that kind of an indictment to suggest that it's being it's more than just you know being done on just the Astros that this that this controversy could actually be more widespread? Yes. So, it, it, first of all, yes. It, it, behind the Times was the direct quote from Carlos Beltran. And, see, I, I don't know. I have two I have two ways you can think about that. Maybe, in fact, yes, it, they were behind the Times in, in their cheating, for sure. And, or maybe he just said that to get every everybody aboard with with joining his, his thing because he has been on a lot of different teams. Maybe him saying that, especially to a young group of players in a, in a, in a locker room or clubhouse, 
Maybe they are like, oh, wow, we've only played here, and we only know this. So, okay, let's listen to this guy. He seemed to have but, a lot of power. Let me ask you a question. So what's his motivation, assuming he was doing that, right? Yeah. What's his motivation for, uh, other than to, like, get everybody to cheat, but why? You know, that's, I mean, you're trying to tell me that, that Belton was uh, always cheating his whole life, and that that's why he was so good? Well, I mean, Here's I, the thing. I, I, well, let me, here, here's the vote, because I thought about that, too. I was like, why would he want to do that? Well, let me tell you something. 2017, he was 40 years old. That was his last season. And by the way, that was his only World Series. Oh, that's a good point. Right? Because I thought about that, too. I was like, why would he do this? Well, as a 40-year-old, he won his first and only World Series. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I didn't think about that. Listen, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Your lines are going. Thanks for the time. Hey, anytime, Ed. Thanks for calling and Thanks for holding. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I know. I I thought the same thing. I'm telling you. I was like, I thought about this from all different angles. But if you know that that you're going to be retiring, and I think at 40 years old, I think you might know that. You might go in there and say, rally the troops, all the young guys, all the guys that are half your age. You rally them by by saying that that they are. That was a direct quote behind the times. And then you win your your only World Series of your career right off into the sunset. I hope it never came back to bite you. And in fact, it did. James in Brooklyn, you're on the fan. James? Oh, man, James, you waited a long time. All right, I got I to gotta let you go. You're going to have to call back, James. Let's go to John in Chicago. You're on the fan. What do you say, Danielle? Great to talk to you. Yeah, you too. First time talking, usually I, I when I call some... I talked to Steve, but it's great to talk to you. Of course. Thanks. I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate it. You, you were talking about layers that that are being peeled back. The one layer which, which doesn't get talked about, and I'm, and I'm not bringing it up as a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I just think it just reeks with, with irony that the, the guy that they picked to, to manage them going forward is a guy who watched uh, one of the best players of, uh, of our generation you know, watched his head go twice the size and, and his arms go twice the size, and also at the same time happened to manage uh, Sammy Sosa, if I could if I could remember. I just think it's a it's hysterical that he was the guy that was picked, you know, no, going hate, forward. Are you talking about Dusty Baker? Dusty Baker is, is the guy that they picked to steady the ship, and, and I thought it was ridiculous. It's just, it's just so funny that, I, that, that him and Barry Bonds and Sosa have, have such a connection, you know? Yeah. It's and it's. I think that it was ridiculous that they made him hold court out there. What was it, in the parking lot? I think that was ridiculous. This, yeah. the, the, the guy should not have to speak on this at all. He wasn't involved, and he's brought in to fix it, and that's it. Besides the fact that is it going to happen again this year? The answer is obviously no, or it should be no. Right. But. Right. You know. You know. You were talking. You were bringing a pace to play, and that's something that's bothered me for a long time too. And I don't know. You said you had a couple of thoughts. Yeah. One thing. That one rule that I would love for them to put in, because I've thought about it for so long, I mean, about the pitching changes, there are too many pitching changes, obviously. Like, sometimes you have to just one batter or two batters. But one thing that I think might help is these guys are throwing in the bullpen. You know? Yeah. When they come out and they take them out. Why do they have to throw 10 more pitches? Yeah, I know. Do they need another eight pitches? I know. know? Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing, and, and I, I thought about that, too, actually, today as I'm sitting at my laptop trying to prepare for this. 
I agree. Although, though, I mean, you have to get a little used to the mound, especially if you're playing in an away series, in an away park. But, no, I do agree. You do, but, but yeah, but if they've, been, if they've been going at it for, like, sometimes they go up and down, like, 10 minutes, 15, 10 minutes at a time, and then they come in and then we got to watch them throw eight pitches, I 10 know. pitches, whatever it is. No, I know, I know, and, and, that's, and that is something. But I do think that they deserve to have some pitches, though, just to orient themselves. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, eight some, is a lot, especially since they were just throwing in a bullpen. You know what, just something real quick about, yeah. about the Astros scandal. You know, I was listening to what a guy was saying who said he used to be a labor representative. Yeah. I don't know if this has anything to do with it. But when, when, you, hear, when you heard these guys admit to something, they were caught red-handed. I'm, I'm falling back on when A-Rod did his interview on TV. Yeah. You know, he thought maybe, maybe by admitting things, uh, he, he may get, uh, get a little slack, you know, but it turned out that he wound up, you know, getting suspended anyway. Like, it, it really didn't matter. And the, thing, and the thing that I can't get wrap my head around is that these guys were caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. They, they admitted what they did. They, they cheated the game and the fans just as much, if not more, than the steroid people. And, you know, why can't we throw games at them, you know, 20, 30, 40, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, and I'm wondering well, if it goes back to what the representative was saying yeah. when, when uh, on the call that if, that if the punishment wasn't known beforehand, you can't, you know, you can't do something like that. But that's that, right. But that's what I think should go down with these guys. You know, they cheated the game. They cheated the fans. Yeah, John, and, and I think everybody, even MLB players are, are saying that, too. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, I, thanks for the call, John. I really appreciate it. Okay, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I totally think that the players should be suspended. However, the parameters that Rob Manfred set indicated that he was going to not uh, punish these players for the sake of them giving up the information. When, once you say that, that's it. You can't punish the players. And I think that was the total wrong thing because Rob Manfred had evidence upon evidence to indict these players. Look at the videos. Just the videos alone online, I believe, in my opinion. I'm no lawyer, but I believe those videos would have been enough to indict them. I mean, come on. And then all you need is a little intern to squeal. That's it. And and one of them did. Jim and Lindbrook, you're on the fan. Hey, how are you doing? What's up, Jim? Um, so, you know, I mean, rightfully so, the Astros get, uh, you know, beaten up in the media and what they did, you know, is really a bad look and really a black eye for Major League Baseball in general. But, I mean, this cheating's been going on, and the thing that really made me nauseous more than anything this week was Aaron Boone coming out with his holier-than-thou, how the Astros were, you know, so bad and how they, you know, uh, stole a World Series championship from the Yankees. Um, I, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, it's pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Two-faced or hypocritical. How? In which way? Um, I mean, well, he works for an organization that had 60% of their championship baseball teams in the 2000s in the Mitchell report. Yeah, and, how, and how many, what percentage uh, of those players were uh, named on that report? Uh, Do you have that stat? I mean, we... It, if you got a half an hour, I can read you the whole list of Yankees that were busted for PEDs. In, in that time like frame it. that you just uh, indicated? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't have a okay. half an hour, but I can read it uh, myself. How about his brother, 
who, you know, he certainly knows, Brett Boone, who was a 250 hitter until he became 32 years old and went to the yeah, but Seattle Mariners. And, was there proof? Is there proof? Yeah, he, steroids, he was, see, the steroids yeah, yeah. are easy to test. Either you're right. on steroids or you're not. He was written up in the in the book. Uh, the book. The only person who's told the truth about steroids was Conseco. He wrote a book called Juiced. There's a whole chapter. Yeah, and he book. made money off of it, and then he ended up making money off it. You think that's okay, like well, that's a transparent? Fifty-five and twelve home runs a year to thirty-seven home runs and one hundred and forty-one RBIs in the biggest park in baseball. Well, how do you how do you, how, how are you Brian McCann and you're going from uh, batting literally? Set, uh, 037 away in the 2017 playoffs, and at home you're batting 300. How do you go? How, do you, how does that work? Uh, uh right. Uh, I know. It was like 38 years old. I mean, he's at oh, the end. Oh, of- so it's an age thing. Oh, okay. Okay. So it, it, it had nothing I mean, to do with the way they're cheating. Oh, okay. Well, let's put it this way: this guy averaged over a five-year sample with the with the Mariners 35, 30 to 35 home runs and 108 RBIs a year. Then magically in 2004, MLB. Institutes mandatory testing. He hits thirty two thirty one with thirty four RBIs, and then the next year he's out of baseball. So you know he goes from one of the best players in and baseball. Then, uh, here, all Jim, of a Jim, testing and yeah, his sure, Jim, sure. I uh, I gotta let you go there because I am literally in time for Marco's break, but uh, Marco's update. But here's the other thing: Carlos Beltran in, in, it has a systematic cheating scandal. Wins a World Series, retires from baseball. Same story, isn't it? Though, come on. Here's Marco with the update. All right, Danielle, everyone in baseball get a chance to voice their disgust with the Astros sign-stealing scandal. The latest to do so is Yankees GM Brian Cashman, although he admits it's time to move on. It's best for us now to start focusing moving forward. Um, What has happened in the past, obviously we're upset. Um, Our ownership's upset. Our front office is upset. Our players that were with us in 17 especially were upset, and understandably so. Meanwhile, two current Met players on that 2017 Astros team, Jake Marisnik, J.D. Davis. Davis, a rookie, after originally denying any wrongdoing, came clean, admitted, yeah, they were cheating. Uh, you know, I was aware of it, and, you know, again, I was a guy that was, you know, going up and down the season. I was starstruck. Now it's where Alex Rodriguez could be making a run at buying the Mets once they're put up for auction. This according to the Post, although they call his chances a long shot. On the ice, Rangers looking to push that win streak to four. Rangers won the draw. Strom, Lindgren around the boards to Panarin. Panarin finds Di Giuseppe looking at the empty net. They score! Ryan Strom with the empty net goal! Ryan Strom putting things to bed as the Rangers dismiss the Blue Jackets 3-1. Sam Rosen, the call on MSG. Chris Kreider, your go-ahead, just over three minutes remaining. Pavel Buchnevich also lit the lamp. Alexander Georgiev kicked out 36 shots. Hurricanes overpower the Devils 5-2. NBA Rising Stars Challenge. Team USA drub Team World 151-131. Knicks rookie R.J. Barrett again on 27 on the loss. Mike Breen named Kirk Gowdy Award winner. Elected to the Basketball Hall of Fame. New York native is a WFAN alum. And of course, a longtime Knicks and NBA uh, voice. Also finalists for this year's Hall include Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. College Hoops local winners included Monmouth, Fairfield, Iona, St. Peter's, and Yale. And golf halfway done, Genesis Invitational. Matt Kutra, two-shot lead, nine under. Tiger Woods, nine off the pace at even par. With reports every 20 minutes, Marco Belletti, WFAN 20, 20 Sports. Here on your flagship station for the New York Yankees, The Fan, Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York.
Hey, good morning, everybody. Again, it's 322 in the morning here in New York City. And we're talking about, we just got into it. I, I hated to cut that guy off, really. I really did. But, you know, when you're up against an update, you know, you, you just, you can't, you can't go over the update time. So um, we were just, he was just talking about, you know, the Mitchell Report, which came out in 2007, by the way, the Mitchell Report. Okay. And the Yankees only won one World Series after that. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, if you're using steroids, that can only help you, and I say it every week, I mean, it can only help you hit the ball harder, faster. One individual player, that particular player. When you have a, a, an al- algorithmic, systematic cheating scandal where you know which pitch is coming, when it's coming at you, as a batter, you have a distinct advantage over anybody that's ever taken a steroid in their life. You know when to lay off of pitches. You know when to go after pitches. You sit dead red on a fastball. You're going to get one in in, in a bat. Chances are you sit dead red on that fastball. You put it in play. It's that simple. Steroids, you're still guessing at where the pitch is going. This is way worse than a steroid scandal. Not to mention that it wasn't just one player. It, It was a whole team of players. James, in Brooklyn, you're on the fan. All right, we'll take two this time. We'll try it again. Yeah, right, here we Daniel? go. Good, I saw you come back up. I had to go to you. Go ahead, I, what's up? I appreciate it. Listen, I just first I want to say you're doing a nice job. I like your flow. I like your, um, your knowledge, and I appreciate what you're doing. Thanks. So, um, Thank you. Just to dial back, the 12 and the 14-year-olds, I have a 12 and a 14-year-old. Okay, mm-hmm. we're talking about baseball and yeah. speeding the game up. Yep. And it's not easy. This You're staying up late. These kids, these poor kids, they can't watch playoff games. They right. can't watch World Series games. They Forget go to about, sleep nine thirty, ten o'clock. They wake up the next. They got to wake up the next day. What happened? What was the final? Yeah. Who did this? Yep. You know, it's we 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 gotta. There's gotta be a way to implement moving the game along. And I and I told the producer, I coach fourteen and under travel. I mean, this is intense travel baseball. You're losing kids in baseball. It's just too slow for these kids. And again, Danielle, I got baseball kids. These are not just kids who are playing baseball. Right. These exactly. are baseball kids yep. who are year round kids in the gym right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, there's a difference. It's, I do know that, yes. It's it's instant gratification. These kids are about drive-throughs, microwaves, you know, TikTok. <laughs> That's it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Every yeah. five seconds, yeah. I got to stay on them. How many outs? Joey, where are we going? Tommy, wake up. Oh, you know? I know. And these, are, these are 12, 13, 14-year-old studs. I know. You know? And, and, and the main problem is what slows the game down in the majors is the commercials. That's what That's I'm it. saying. They're yep. not giving up money. When when every pitching change is sponsored by Chase, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or the call or to the just, bullpen by AT and T or whatever, see what I mean? Yep. They, you know the seventh inning stretch uh, presented by Geico. Yep. They're not giving that money up. Yep, you know, and, and MLB's not giving that money up. They're so well, well, I got a two hour time limit. And I play seven innings. Yep, me too. This, this is yep. You know, you know what I'm saying? These, I these do. Guys, you, you're going nine innings, you four, three four hours, and I played. I played in high school. I played in college. You know, and and but you gotta. It's a different time now. These kids don't have the attention spans that we had. You know, yeah. they got to come up with something because we're losing kids. And and I went from 17 to last year I had 14. This year I'll probably have 12. But that shows you, you know, you're losing kids because I, ah, I don't want to play. I don't want. They got to come up with something. I'm telling you, it's it. You're losing your next generation well, of it, high school players and minor leaguers. Yeah, and, and the biggest competition is lacrosse, and that's a fast-paced game, and that's where most of the, the girls go anyway from no, the softball it's true. team. Yeah, it's true. Listen, you're, you're, we're losing kids in high school football 
to, to lacrosse. Yep. So, you know, and that's at least action-packed, fast-paced. Yep. Baseball, it's too slow for these kids. I they know. don't have the attention span. They don't want to sit out in the sun three hours and not get a fly ball. <laughs> I know. I know. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. And then so, the, and the other thing is, you know, you talk about watching a World Series game on TV. What about going to one? You won't be getting home yeah. until whatever time. It's, you won't even be going to school the next day. And that's just ridiculous. It is. It's a long night out. It's a long night for the parents. It's an expensive night. Mm-hmm. And then your kids, maybe he's hurting or he's dragging the next day yep. all day at school. Yep. Or, you know, it's they, they got to come up with something. I, I don't know what it is, but I love baseball. I, I played it my whole life. I coach, and I see it on a daily basis. Yep. A daily basis. I see it with these kids. And, again, Daniel, these kids are baseball players. These are not just kids playing. Right. So I'm like, if I'm going to – I have problems motivating these guys. The, 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 baseball's got a major issue because we already have an issue with losing – you know, the the, the uh, black kids, and now you're losing Spanish kids. You start losing, like, white kids in, in baseball, the, the, the sport's in trouble. I'm well, telling you. Yeah, I mean. The sport's in trouble. James, and thanks for the call. You seem very dialed in to, to the youth sports, and, and as am I. And it, it's it's not a, it's not a race thing. It, it's all kids. It is all kids. And I tell you, the softball program is losing kids to the lacrosse program because it is a fast-paced game. It's a little bit of contact. It's 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 more exciting. And standing out, like he said, in center field and maybe getting two balls hit to you in a whole game. That's the inherent problem. That's it. Tim in East Haven, you're on the fan. Danielle. Tim. Lacrosse is like hockey on grass. Mm-hmm. It's exciting, <laughs> isn't it? It is really fast-paced. It's a lot of fun. Um, and growing in popularity. the news. What's up? The Yankees are winning today. <laughs> and every day. Oh, my goodness. That's for Kevin and Camden. Anyhow, <laughs> I am so PO'd at my Boston Red Sox. Tim, I'm glad. Tim, you told me all week you were going to call in. You got you got the – go ahead. Uh, for one, okay, three strikes in baseball, you're out. For one – Okay, the cheating scandal is bad enough with Cora. Okay, see you, Cora. All right, that's not good. Number two, you trade a franchise player in Mookie Betts, maybe arguably the second, third best player in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, for three guys, maybe, and two of them are injured. Um, what is going on? Um, <laughs> can we compete this year? Uh, what do you tell your fan that buys a $15 Fenway Frank yeah. with a $20 beer? Yeah, you tell them, look, the Mets have been doing it for years. That's what you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we can still charge $15 for in, in City Field. <laughs> and then my third strike, Ron Retread Renneke mm. is their manager. Why not Veritech? Why, um, why not a, a, beloved, a beloved Red Sox? So let me ask you this. Paratech, a guy that will get in your face, okay? Yeah. So in the June game against uh, Tampa Bay on a Saturday at 2 o'clock when no one wants to run out a ground ball, they have to look at Veritech in the dugout. And he's like, what? <laughs> no, you run that ground ball out. Yeah. No, we got Ron Retread Renneke. And have know. you ever seen, and I know I tweeted you all week long about the Red Sox ownership apologies. I not, mean, not have you ever seen that <laughs> for the best for for a trade? 
where the owners have to apologize for their move. Yeah, no, nah, it's 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 really uncharted territory, and and it's a shame because you know the the big old Boston Red Sox. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, I'm like done with baseball. Has it started? When's football? Yeah, football. Well, the XFL. <laughs> you want to be a New York Guardians fan? We could, we'll have you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Kevin Gilbride. I, yeah, oh, we have tights. Right, T- Tim. I, I don't know. I mean, your Red Sox strike three, like you said, you, they're out. I mean, if, if they win, if they win. 75 games this year, I think I think that would be considered a success. Yeah. <laughs> Those $15 francs are going down real good right now, right? <laughs> yeah, B- BYOF to the ballpark, the ballpark up there, or eat the pizza right outside at Yawkey Way. Don't go in and buy it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Support Thanks the local businesses around it. <laughs> Thanks for taking my call, course, and Tim. I will be calling you tomorrow. All right, Tim. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Bye. So have you ever been to Fenway Park? you know that there are tons of restaurants to choose from. So, so Tim, maybe instead of eating inside the park this year, as because as, I know you're not going to stop going. Everybody says they're going to stop going to games. Everybody says it. You never, it never happens. I mean, we've been hearing it about the Knicks. We've been hearing it about the Mets. No one ever actually stops going to the games, okay? So that's out. But maybe in your, your subtle form of protest, you stop buying those $15 francs. Maybe that's what you do. Support a local business right around the park. There's plenty of them to pick from. Tom in North Brunswick, you're on the fan. Oh my God, I'm feel so bad for that last call. <laughs> Wait, the Red Sox have four championships you know, I know. Uh, since 2000. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I mean, come I'm on, Mets- Mookie Betts being traded is is huge news. <laughs> I'm a Mets fan, and I haven't won since 1986. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Came close a few times, but uh, you know, Danielle, I, I I've been a I've been a uh, well baseball fan and a Mets fan all my life. 58 years old. I happen to believe that baseball is the greatest sport in the world, mm-hmm. uh, second to none. I mean, I like all the sports, but uh, and I'm, I'm I'm very very aggravated over this uh, scandal. Yeah, you know, baseball. Um, you know, I, I guess they're trying their best to make sure it doesn't happen again. But um, you know, it's very embarrassing. I I hope the Houston Astros finish in last place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I know they're not going to. I know. But, uh, That's the thing. And, you know, and, and as we're well, real quick on the Mets, um, yeah. you know, I don't think MLB really wanted Steve Cohen to own, own the Mets because uh, why couldn't he just buy the team this year? You know, just pay the $2.6 million and own the team right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe the Wilpons weren't willing to do that. I mean, they wanted that five-year, you know, what's it called, it, period. It, it, I don't know. It make any sense, though, know. you know what I mean? I know, but didn't they, I mean, they but, tried selling it in 2011, too, the Wilpons, and, and it fell through yeah. mysteriously. I mean, do you want to sell or don't you want to sell? Exactly. I mean, you, know, it doesn't, uh, you know who'll be a good buyer? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> he, care, yeah, he cares about the team, sure. <laughs> but but real quick, real quick, yeah. I, I think I, I'm very excited. I think the Mets have a good team. I mean, uh, part of being a fan is, uh, you know, hoping your team wins. The Met, I think the Mets have good pitching. I think their hitting is very good. And um, the key is the bullpen. Now, we, we know one thing. Pete Alonso and Michael Conforto and the Mets didn't uh, – cheat because they used to rip each other's shirts That's off. That's what I'm like saying. The, the Mets kind of un- uncapped this whole thing with the ripping the shirts off thing. Can you believe what the year that Pete Alonso had? I know. His first year, a 53. Not only the home runs, 120 runs batted in. You know what, Tom? I, I was on the radio over the summer as fill-in when I was doing fill-in work. I remember looking at him in the minor leagues, and I, I remember asking the question right here in this exact studio, 
where is this guy? Why aren't they bringing him up? And and the same conversation, I, I talked about Jeff McNeil. The Mets, I knew these two guys were going were gonna to kill it when they got there. You can go back on the yeah. tape. You can go back and listen. I said it here, yeah. and I said, these guys are going to be impactful players. And guess what? Pete Alonso yeah, comes though. out. Come on, man. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, and I, I, I know it's. I, I, I know he's. You know he may not have the exact type of uh, impact, but the one thing I do know, Danielle, is that he's a ex, He's a great baseball player. He's an all star. Leadership and so qualities. Is yep. And you know the Mets have, and, and even the shortstop is young. He's only twenty four, and he's getting better each each year. Well, yeah, Rosario. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Conforto almost had a hundred runs that in. So mm-hmm. they're, you know, their team is a little bit better than people think they are. I hope they. Uh, I don't know about you know. It's a tough division, but. I think they're going to be good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, have a good day today. Thank you. Yeah, Tom, thanks for the call. And and, and lost in a shame because lost in all of this drama surrounding the Mets off the field with, you know, Carlos Beltran being hired, Carlos Beltran being fired two and a half months later. Wilpons are selling the team to Steve Cohen. Oh, wait, they're actually not selling the team to Steve Cohen. Now they're going to go to auction. A-Rod's going to be a buyer with a group. Another family that I actually know might be in on this. I mean, this has been a tumultuous offseason for the Mets. And yet, they have such a talented team on the field. If they could just get out of their own way, the New York Mets, they're going to be a talented team. And and any game that you went assess but as plays for the Mets is going to be an improvement upon Last season. I mean, the guy can still hit. He probably can't still run. I'm not so so sold on how he can play the field defensively. But he could hit. And having him in a lineup grants, uh, I don't want to use the word freedom, but that's the word that's coming to my mind right now, more freedom to hitters like Alonzo, like Conforto, more protection. That's the word I'm looking for. More protection to those sort of hitters. So by just having his bat, I mean, I'd put him like maybe sixth or seventh in the lineup. I'd probably go, as I said last week, I'd probably go Nimmo one, McNeil two, Conforto three, Alonzo four, maybe the five hole for Cespedes. Um, but just having him there and having the mentality of the pitcher and be like, okay, well, listen, I got these three guys coming up. I'm going to select to pitch to Conforto. Boom, Conforto has some power. Or, oh, I'm going to skip over Conforto and I'm going to pitch to Alonzo instead. Well, you know what he can do based on last year. So I'm just saying that any game that Cespedes gives is an improvement upon last year of of that lineup. Just the lineup, I'm saying, uh, the batting order. And like I said, I'm not convinced on, on how he is as a fielder. I haven't seen it. But if we were just be done, if, if Rob Manford just came out and said everything he knew about this Astros thing, handed down appropriate punishments, and said that he was investigating 2019 as well as part of a separate investigation, we would be spending uh, Saturday morning, February 15th at 3.37, talking about the Mets and Yankees and, and their upcoming seasons, rather than still trying to peel back the layers of this onion of, uh, of the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Oh, God. Man. And I, I today I was listening to Houston radio, and oh, man, I, I got to bring that to you guys. Um, you know that I, I like to listen to the the out of town broadcasts for a lot of the different main stories. You can't imagine what they were saying on Houston Astros radio today, six ten, I think it was Houston six ten or something like that. I'll have that for you guys after the break. I'm Daniel McCartan on the fan. 
Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN and WFAN FM New York. I don't know how much the Astros are going to be singing this song anymore. You the best. This is Drake, obviously. There's some curse words in there because I know that's why we're doing the instrumental version here. And listen, I don't know how much longer they're going to say that they are. They're the best. They are. They're the best because the Astros this year are going to be under such scrutiny. It would be so interesting to see how these players fare without their help. And you know, one guy that didn't fare well without his, without the help, and we can get into this in a little bit. How about this? Marwin Gonzalez. Marwin Gonzalez. He benefited by seeing... 19% of his pitches were were uh, were banged in the garbage can. 2017, he had his best statistical career ever. Okay? Ever. Career numbers. Then, he goes to the Twins. Not one number even matches up anywhere near. And by the way, he didn't just go to the Twins. He was making $3.7 million with the 2017 Astros. $12 million with the 2019 Twins. Two-year contract, $21 million guaranteed. You tell me that there shouldn't be anything in his contract that's, that, that voids all or part of that money. Because the Twins purchased a player that they thought they were getting and ended up actually not getting that player. Okay? So we could talk about that. I, I'd love to explore that a little bit with you guys. But as I promised right before the break, you guys, this was must-listen radio. I, today I was like, you know what? I was doing some dishes in the kitchen because it was literally overflowing. I didn't do any dishes all week long. And I tuned on the, the, the radio.com app, which is great, by the way. I tuned in Houston's uh, radio show. I, I believe it started at 2 p.m. I tuned in around 3.30. That ra- local radio show did not disappoint. I mean, you know that, I, like I just said, I like to tune in to local radio when, when big things happen. Like when the Patriots lost that game in the playoffs this year, I was listening to Boston radio. <laughs> but the Houston Sports Talk Radio host, his name was Clint Storner. He was as pompous and as matter-of-fact as the Astros players were. Some quotes for him from, from the Radio.com affiliate of, of WFAN, Sports Radio 610. Quote, The rest of the MLB should be sending the Astros Valentine's Day cards because they are not the only one doing it across the league. They were just caught, and now they're the face of it. Um, I'm sorry, but how many videos of other teams have you seen using elaborate cheating scheme, my WFAN listeners? Oh, that's right, none. Also, he said, uh, along the same line, people should send them cards because the Astros cleaned up baseball. It's clean now. I'm sorry, but when the entire league hates you, 29 other teams hate you, isn't it a you problem? And Clint Storner also said, in my opinion, Carlos Correa grew up. He matured, and he knocked it out of the park with how he handled it yesterday. Right. Um, this Carlos Correa, were we watching the same thing? Because this is what I got out of Carlos Correa. He said, whoever the anonymous source is that's saying that we felt intimidating, we're too young to say something, that's just straight-up BS. He used the, the actual word. That's maturity. That's growing up. No, no, he didn't knock that out of the park whatsoever. That, 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 that's a K. That's a K looking on that one. That's a backwards K. Let's head back to the phones. 877-337-6666. Ralph in Cliffside Park. Thanks for hanging on. What's up? Hey, my hero, Danielle. <laughs> What's I up? Little, uh, 
I have a little Valentine's Day story. Oh, no. I give it to you? Is it clean? It's a good one. Okay. It's very clean. Okay. So last night, I'm taking the wife to see the Eagles for a surprise Valentine's the garden. Mall site. I'm buying tickets outside because I don't have it. And I get ripped off. I buy fake tickets. Oh, no. And they're counterfeit. They look good. So I'm like, oh, no, don't ruin this beautiful lady's night. A woman comes up to me and fixes it for me. She saw the situation. It cost me 400 But she saved my life. And she got me into the security. She got me in half price. I had, I did I skirted it under so my wife didn't, didn't see it. Whoa. So I was like, thank gosh for women who had the heart to do what she did. It's the second time. I know not to buy up the street, but we really wanted to go. And it was sold out. Yeah. And she said, don't let the karma get to you. But thanks to you women and the Valentine's Day. But a quick story about. Um, see that? Good story. I like that. Um, yeah, uh, the, yeah. It turned out good. Good. I'm glad. Time to go to, that women were better than men since we're crying in the dentist table and you're having babies. <laughs> Who's the better sense? Well, not me. <laughs> I, I haven't had any babies just yet. Yeah, but you're my hero. You pitched. So I was a girls lacrosse coach first started uh, boys. Yeah. Baseball. And the girls lacrosse in Long Beach, New York is unbelievable. Yet these girls come up, they just want to play. And the reason they're playing is because they're getting a free ride where if you're a softball player, Around here, you got to compete with California, Florida, and all the warm states. Right. So the girls around here are getting free rides. I've seen second stringers get full rides mm. across. And, and is it probably, maybe it's because, too, that it's a fairly, quotes, new sport, maybe? Right. And I, when I drafted the boys lacrosse, yeah. I, would always, I would always take the hockey players because of the wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wrist. so I grabbed, you know, lacrosse. But um, did, did you... Uh, I've heard of a kid that plays for the Rangers. My friend's kid, Joey Gallo, 40 home run man. Joey Gallo. Oh, the, yes. I have heard of yeah, him. Yes. So he's, yeah. He, he was my, his father was my best friend in high school. Okay, now. Up in East Rockwood in Queens, moved cool. out to Vegas, opened a pitching school, and Joey Gallo ended up playing with Bryce Harper and Brian. Yeah, out and there in he, Vegas. Yeah, cool. What do you think? You think um, he could fit in with the Mets? It's a little swing. You know, he's a, his average, you know. Is dying, but love the kid. Talk to him all the time. He's gonna. I'm gonna see him in Yankee Stadium. But he, his father played against one of your callers, uh, Mike from uh, East Rockaway. Oh yeah. His, yeah, his father was uh, Tony Gallo, and and Mike was a shortstop to say Nangs. It was the biggest game of our lives because we were little East Rockaway. <laughs> we're playing a Catholic school, which was the biggest Catholic school that time. You know, my friend Justin played for Marie Regina. He was a first baseman. He was pretty awesome. He lived by us in Long Beach. But we had a chance, and Tony Gallo won that game bad. But we lost 2-1. to one. Oh, and, man. And you're calling Mike. He calls all the time. He was a shortstop. And he remembers that game. I go, do you know that his son is a star? It's like you never know what turns around, you know? Yeah, yeah. From a little town in uh, Shockwell, Long Island. Small school in that Long Island area. Yeah. But you pumped. You pump me up as far as your enthusiasm and your class. And, you know, I'm glad to see when we're getting a chance because uh, it's about time. <laughs> well, Ralph, I appreciate it. And thanks for the call. And I think the, the question in, in all that was, does Joey Gallo have a shot with the Mets? Well, in 2020, he's under contract with the, with the Rangers. And I don't know. I mean, if this, I mean, I, I, you know, would the Mets trade for him at this point? I mean, I think the Mets outfield, especially with um, 
with Cespedes coming back, he's kind of stacked. But, I mean, he seems to be within the Mets price range, and he's got some years of arbitration. So he'd, he'd be interesting to look at. I, I would definitely take a look at him for sure. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. But I think I do think, especially with trading for Marisdick, that the, the Mets outfield is a little crowded at the moment. We'll see. We'll see. I, w- I would love to see him come here. And, and that's a pretty cool story about him playing with uh, Harper and, and Brian out there in Vegas. Because as you know, they are both from Las Vegas. And and how about this? Vegas might be on the short list to get a to MLB baseball team. Imagine that one. Chris in North Carolina, you're on the fan. Hi, Danielle. Thank but, you for taking my call. Chris, you win the award for farthest caller, I think, tonight so far. What's up? Well, listen, listen. I'm originally from Yonkers. So All right. I got radio, I'm Radio.com. So uh, cool. you know, shout out to them. Yeah. For you, for you know, I, I need my fans. But uh, I thought I was listening to WEEI before with all these Red Sox fans calling in. A crime. But listen, <laughs> no, I did the exact same thing you did, exactly what you did when you said you were talking about how you went to Houston, like you went to the, their local radio. Yeah. So that uh, you sold me right there with you. But, um, <laughs> well, thanks. What would you think? No, well, Crazy, well, right? I just think, like, you know, listen, you know, we why does Big Poppy get this pass? Like, we got all these salty people calling in, but Big Poppy was at 2003 or four, whatever. He was uh, he was a steroid guy, like Manny Ramirez. He was a steroid guy. Like, all right, if you want to like knock the Yankees, listen, steroids are steroids. This isn't steroids. This is a completely different issue. This is way this worse. Is like black socks. Yeah, this is like black socks. Yep, way worse. And I don't know. Like, I don't really know like how to take it. Like. I mean, I'm not going to, like, I don't believe that. I mean, Altuve, like, he's a great hitter. But, like, for example, what you said, McCann was hitting what? A buck zero 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 two three yeah. away? Away <laughs> away in home stats? Well, like, and then yeah. when he... No, I mean, and then when let's, he, let's just get straight. The numbers, when he was hitting it, it was the 2017 playoffs. He had zero three seven batting average away. Yeah. 300 that home. That's, that's exactly. significant. Significant. Exactly. Like, you don't, that's not like, I mean, come on, that's, you, you can't make that up. Like, Mm-mm. that is just, and and I, I get it, like, but, and you, you think a guy run like running around third base who just hit like a Joe Carter home run, and like, he's grabbing his shirt saying, don't take it off of me, and then uh-huh. he runs into the dugout. And changes, and then comes back out. Thank you, yep. Danielle, thank you so uh, much. I know, I, believe me, I know. Chris, and thanks for the call. That is the problem that I have. That's the problem that I have. Because, okay, although Manfred said that he investigated in 2017 about, you know, wearable technology, one, why would he even even ask that in 2017 when you know it was emanating from trash can bangs? Okay, that's the first question I have. And two, what is preventing it? Like, why can't he launch an investigation into the 2019 Astros for this wearable technology thing? Okay, Exactly right. You hit a home run to send your team to the World Series. And the first thought as you're rounding third base is to clench your shirt closed? For what reason? And to wag your finger as if to say, don't do it, don't do it? For what reason? I think we all know the reason. Because he had a buzzer taped to him. I think we all know that. So why doesn't Rob Manfred get out in front of this for the first time ever and say, listen, I'm going to launch a separate investigation, separate from that of 2017, 
into the 2019 team and their use of wearable technology. Clearly, everybody was onto the trash can banging, right? Everybody was onto that. So it evolved. So that's why, guys, as commissioner of the MLB, I'm going to look into this and I'm going to issue a report based on my findings. Don't grant any players immunity. Who, you know, I'm tired of that. Do your own investigation. Look at the video. Look at the audio. It's all there for you. Interview players that are no longer with that team. Here's what you do. You say A.J. Hinch, what he should have done was with A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau, the first time around, he should have said, listen, you guys are just, you're not suspended for one year. You are out of baseball. You are, you are banned from baseball, right? So this is if Rob Manfred had any foresight. He'd say, okay, you two are banned from baseball. This whole thing comes out. And then all of a sudden he says, okay, listen, I'm going to launch an investigation into 2019. If you two help me implicate the players, well, then I'm going to lift your lifetime ban. It'll just be back to a one-year suspension. That's what Rob Manfred should have done. That's what I would have done. And now he's backed himself into a corner. He can't get out of it. And as more and more players are reporting to spring training, there are more and more issues coming out. That's the problem I have with it. Why weren't you uh, forthcoming right from the beginning? Because if you were forthcoming right from the beginning, although people probably wouldn't give you a, a, a pass. I know I wouldn't. But if you were forthcoming right from the very beginning of it, and you said, this is what I know, this is why I can't punish the players, because I glean my information from them, okay, well, then you could maybe understand how that could be a little bit admissible. But what he should do is reopen an investigation into 2019. We got to get a hashtag trending, something like that, about that. Okay, so guys, get on the phone. I know I see you guys on hold. I will get back back to you right after Marco's update at the top of the hour. So eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Now is the best time as any to get aboard. I'm Danielle McCartan on the fan. Sports Radio one oh one nine FM and Sports Radio sixty six WFAN. Good morning again, everybody, from 4.05 a.m. here on this very, very freezing, coldest night of the year here in New York City. Marco just said it feels like 17 degrees. I mean, it, it is 17 degrees, but it feels like 10, everybody. So make sure you are bundled up if you are outside um, early on this on this Saturday morning. I think I might have just said Sunday. It's Saturday. Um, so good news is I'm here on a Saturday morning, and I'm going to be again tomorrow, Sunday morning as well, back to back. That's a Drake song. We're going back to back. If you're still celebrating Valentine's Day, maybe. I joked before that I have these uh, Valentine's. Remember the, I told you before that the cards that you guys had, like in elementary school, where you would uh, make sure everybody in the class got one or whatever. So I did make a couple. I told you my Adam Ottavino one before, and I'll uh, open now with my Jacob deGrom one. And it's a, it's a black background. It's Jacob deGrom's headshot. And it says, I degrominate you. To be my Valentine. Hey, I came up with it all on my own. I had it in my own head. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> I know. Dad jokes. I know. Um, so I, someone on Twitter, and I, the handle is, because, you know, you tweet me. It's all public knowledge. It's not a private account. At Reinhold Brill said, 
I'm so glad you guys aren't in the legal profession. You are so easily indicating players on circumstantial stuff, such as McCain's home and away batting average. Please go easy and don't assume guilt. He sent that at 356 to at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, at uh, it's at Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. So how I responded was, it's not just McCain's home and away batting average in the playoffs. It's Altuve's, and it's Correa's, and oh yeah, then there are the videos and the fact that they admitted it. So, huh? You know, there's this report out there that said Brian McCann asked the Astros to stop that sign-stealing scheme. According to The Athletic, an unidentified member of the 2017 team told them that Brian McCann approached Carlos Beltran and asked him to stop Houston's sign-stealing operation. So my question is, when did that conversation allegedly occur? Because he benefited by garbage can banks from April 17th through September 24th. 9% of the pitches he saw at home, he had help on. This, obviously, according to signstealingscandal.com. So... Why did he then let it continue for him? I'm not sure I believe this because it continued throughout the season. And if he individually didn't like it, then why didn't he say, you know what? I don't care what you guys do, but you know what? Don't do it for me. The quote was, Beltran disregarded McCann and steamrolled everybody. But when you're hitting in the, maybe he resorted back to it in the playoffs because when you were hitting 037 away and 300 at home in the 2017 playoffs, that's, that's a little bit glaring. That's a really drastic split. And if you're Carlos Correa, you're batting 211 away, 371 at home in the 2017 playoffs. Oh, and then this one, Jose Altuve, batting 143 at home, 470, I'm sorry, 143 away, 472 at home. You tell me. I'm no lawyer, but you tell me. All right, we got full phone lines here at 408 in the morning. Get aboard 877-337-6666. And we are going to mow through these. Well, not mow, but we will take our time and go through each and every one of these. Nick in Hillsboro, thanks for holding on th- uh, at the top of the hour. You're on the fan. Hi, Danielle. It's the first time um, calling you, first time listening to you. Well, thank now you. you have a fan for life because I'm tired of these hosts who sugarcoat callers because, you know, I know you guys appreciate when we call. Yeah. But the thing I like about you is you call people out immediately, and I need to listen to that. So I appreciate your candor. Thank you. I appreciate you calling. Um, Yeah, no problem. So here's my two cents, okay, because everybody has their two cents. Yes. Um, Which you're entitled to. I'm going to tell you why the the title should be vacated. Okay. Because you're making all these great points about you know, knowing what pitch is coming, which is why Clayton Kershaw, although he had struggles in the playoffs, he was actually pitching good that playoff mm-hmm. year, and they made him look pedestrian. So if if the game is substantially changed for a championship, and it's proven that you cheated, whether you found a buzzer or not, and people have admitted it, you go to Houston, you go in the building, you take the trophy out of the case, Because then it invalidates the ring. Because they could walk around cocky like, well, I still got the ring even though you guys knew what we were doing. No, you embarrass them to the point where they want to throw their rings out because there's no more trophy in the case. 
I don't know. I just think that we're dealing with a different type of player. I mean, they still have the, the hundreds of millions of dollars contract. I mean, I get where you're coming from. I do, and I appreciate always. No, I, I agree with the money, but the, you, you may not think the younger, this generation um, cares, but if you look at guys like Durant and LeBron, even though they're getting older now, these players do care about legacy, which is why they have burner accounts. Mm. They're so obsessed with their reputations and their legacy that I think it would hurt them, even though it doesn't hurt them in the pocket. I mean, I, that's a good point. And, well... Okay, so you go down to Houston, you take the trophy out, and then what do you do with it? I don't care if you put it in the, in the metal scrap. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that you actually got embarrassed to the point where no, you know, everyone's going to hate them and boo them and make silly signs, and that's good, too. I think they deserve it. But when you go and take the trophy out of the case, it completely invalidates their, their World Series win. So then do you go ahead and just do you hand it to the Dodgers? Do you hand it to the Yankees? No, no. Just, just... You do like like with the Fab Five where, where they just, you know, even though they didn't win a title, they took some of the banners down. You just, it, listen, I don't know what they did in 1919. Right. If you went on Wikipedia. Right. You just put, like, 94, there's nothing there because there was a strike. There's just, just there's nothing. Just, Okay. Dead eight, dead space. Yeah, and, and and not to mention the fact that they all uh, they all admitted it for pretty much every single one of them this week. Um, you know, and, and I think even though they're going to get booed because that's going to eventually die down, right? Even if it lasts a couple seasons, but when they go on any website or Twitter and it, and people post things like you know, 2017, 2019, and there's nothing next to it. Not even an asterisk. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I know I would be embarrassed, Nick. <laughs> and if I could just add one more thing on a, on a separate subject. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, on the subject you were talking earlier, I understand that. Which um, one? Wait, Nick, which one? The pitching changes with the relief, oh, the f- like as far as the games being need to be faster. Oh, okay, okay. I think the two biggest things without changing baseball completely is if you go back to the early 80s and the classic games I watched, the batters don't get out of the box, and the pitchers literally pitch like, between pitches is like five seconds, yeah, eight seconds. Yeah, I know. And it's definitely the commercials, too. Yeah, and I have a, and if you stay tuned, Nick, and thanks for the call, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you hanging on. I, uh, I actually have a pace of play. I'll tell you now, I have a pace of play uh, three-point proposal. It's not a pay, it's not to speed up the game. It's to engage the fans. You have to think of it a little bit differently. The word engagement, that's key. Because I looked, I went back and looked. Since the 60s and 70s, there have been almost 40 minutes added on to the average time of games. Why? Obviously, the commercial breaks. TVs are in everybody's houses now. The commercials are way too long. And I know you can't get rid of them. But you have to find a way to incorporate them within the gameplay. I'm thinking like a pitcher and pitcher during the the ceremonial manager taking of the ball from the outgoing pitcher maybe. And I'm no marketing major by any means, but you have to find a way to utilize that second screen. Raise your hand right now if, if you watch TV with a second screen within arm's length, arm's reach. You have a tablet, you have a smartphone or a laptop or all of them. Within arm's reach of watching TV, your second screen. If the MLB could just find a way to engage fans on that secondary screen during their downtime, then you could 
push them back to live action when it when it occurs, that would be a winning proposal. So I was thinking like, okay, what could they do? Maybe that would look like maybe your option to watch a live feed of the ballpark for, uh, you know, the home viewer. You're watching on TV what goes on during the commercial breaks, what goes on. I know my dad would love that. I, my father would love watching that. What I would like is like a trivia contest based on the action of the game. Here's the teacher in me, right? Trivia contest based on the action of the game. Like, you know, why didn't situational play, teaching kids, right? Teaching kids how to play the game. Why didn't that player throw the ball to, let's just say, second base? Why did he instead throw it to third base? Trivia question. Boom. The winner, after, you know, maybe a whole game, you rack up points throughout a whole game or even half the game. Winner receives tickets to an upcoming game. A free cap. A free hot dog voucher. I don't know. That's just the... One, you're teaching kids how to play the game. And two, you're keeping them engaged. And then, boom, when the action starts back up, okay, stay tuned for the next round of questions. At the next commercial break or whatever. Have the commercials in the ads on the phone. Because I think... And my third thing is we're heading towards an age where access for a home audience is everything. Maybe the MLB should take a page from the XFL. Maybe we, the viewers, should be able to listen into those conversations between the manager and that outgoing pitcher for one. For me, I'd love to listen to a mic'd up catcher having conversations with the umpire, the incoming batter. I would love to hear that. So those are my three things. One all emanating from the fact that the commercial breaks are way too long and that the MLB has to engage fans. So two ways to do that. Engage your second screen because everybody watches TV with a second screen. I don't know anybody that doesn't. Even my mother, who doesn't even really know how to use her iPhone, watches TV with her second screen. And we're heading towards an age where access is key. Give the viewers the access, the home viewers at least. Those are my two points. Let me know what you think. 877-337-6666. Andy in very warm, I'm sure, Miami. You're on the fan. Good morning, Danielle. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Andy? Great. I want you to know I listen to you every week. The reason I haven't been calling is because I get fascinated with the Rewind app. I like to hear your opening monologue, and I miss it. So I just go into Rewind, and I just listen to your whole show. I was a little worried that that you weren't weren't around. I got a little worried. No, man, I love it. The problem is when you get to the Rewind app, you don't want to call in and act like you know what you've been doing for the past <laughs> hour. But I like that your opening monologue is cool, the way you synthesize the music with your thoughts. I oh, think thanks. it's great. Thanks. I think it's, it's, it's just a little flavor, a little unique. What do you have for me tonight? Yeah, so it's pretty funny. I took my wife for Valentine's Day to the Fountain Blues. So we're staying here, and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. But I can't describe to you the dichotomy of me waking up at 3 o'clock to exercise and, like, the type of people that are rolling out of the oh, live yeah. nightclub. Oh, yeah. And the type of people that are rolling out of the live nightclub are not dressed the way I am, <laughs> look the way I am, or in the kind of, you know, same cerebral cortex as me. So I'm trying to, like, walk around the lobby of the hotel now. Been there, the done that. Lobby, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine what it must be for, like, for you when you go to work at 3 a.m. in New York City. Yeah. Seeing, seeing what you're seeing leaving New York City, it's just sort of interesting at that time, isn't it? It's pretty much the same amount of people. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, what do you, it's a little different than the top left. Yeah. So here's what I have for you, because I am a lawyer, and I did listen to what you say. It's incriminating is the word that you wanted to use. Yes. It's incriminating Good word. if your batting average is so much higher when you're on the road than when you're at home, mm-hmm. or so much higher when you're, when you're home than when you're on the road. And my question is, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head, there's only one way there's only one way this will make sense. And the reason people are talking about it is because there was no penalty. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. 
They didn't take inter- international pool money away. Right. I mean, how could they not take international pool money away? I mean, people teams make trades just to get that money. And the Astros' international pool money was less the same. How does that make any sense? That's a great question. It is. So the only way I think that you could possibly start to make the rest of the baseball community feel whole is if you go after the 2019 Astros. Yep, I agree. I saw, I saw, I saw Kurt Suzuki's quote yesterday that when they were in the World Series, the Nationals players totally knew that there were whistling going on for signals, which is what the Yankees were complaining about, which is what is so surreal to me, because I heard one of your callers say this last week, that, you know, it was one thing to listen to what I thought was A.J. Hinch's pompous interview. It's a whole other thing that it was on the MLB channel. Mm -hmm. It was like baseball Mm -hmm. was sanctioning it. If you're suspended from the MLB, what are you doing on their TV station with a mea culpa? And his mea culpa wasn't, I did anything wrong. I don't think it's a coincidence that the same day he's giving that interview, there's, you know, a a huge expose in the Wall Street Journal attacking uh, Linauer. Now, I'm sure that Linauer is, who is, seems to be very much disliked, was in it up to his neck. But there's no way that A.J. Hinch wasn't the source because that story came out the same the same day that A.J. Hinch is like, well, I'm going to sit out for a year. And he's talking about how traumatizing it is for his daughter for a year. Yeah. How about how traumatizing it is for the daughter of the pitcher? Right. Uh, whose dad has no job anymore. Right, whose dad has no job. Or Joe Girardi, who I know you interview. Yeah. And I love it when you interview him at the Italian-American dinners. Let me tell you something. I mean, I could not believe that Cashman fired Girardi. And it had nothing to do with the fact that, I mean, he didn't win the World Series because he got to Game 7 of the LCS. It's because he wanted more control over the Yankees, and I'm sure Girardi didn't want to give him that control. Yeah, Andy, and thanks for the call. I, I hate to cut you off there, but we have to get to Marco's update. I'm very sorry. We can continue the conversation. You can go back, Andy, but we have to go right to the update. Uh, here's Marco. This is John Sterling. Join me along with Susan Walden for another exciting season of Yankees baseball. Our first game from Florida happens on February 22nd and 23rd when the Bombers take on the Toronto Blue Jays and Tampa Bay Rays. We'll join you both days at 12.55 for all the play-by-play. Exclusively on your flagship station for New York Yankees baseball, The Fan. Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back, everybody, here in New York City, Lower Manhattan. And, and Andy, I hated to do that to you. I hate it. I, I know I feel like a real jerk doing that. Um, but, you know, the update's the update at 420. It is, it is what it is. So, um, Andy, you had some great points. I love the fact that you brought in your, your law background because, you know, I'm not a lawyer. But you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there is so much proof out there. If you just, if Rob Manfred would just open his eyes and and Andy, I appreciate you tuning in every single week, checking in from the fountain blue in Miami on Valentine's day weekend. It's great. Um, but, um, I agree when I interviewed, uh, um, Joe Girardi and I asked him point blank in December at that Italian American dinner and Italian American baseball foundation dinner. I said, you know, basically asking him like, how would how would you feel if you know you were fired after 2017? How would you feel if this actually comes out and it's all true? What did he say? Well, he was hired by the Phillies at that point, so he probably couldn't give me exactly what he wanted to say. But you know, he kind of just glazed over it. But I thought that was an excellent question. See me going right to the source, right? I wanted to ask him that ever since it happened. I wanted to ask him that, and as you know or may not know, Joe Girardi was fired. I think it was either two or three days 
right after they lost. He right after he brought an overperforming Yankees team within one game of the World Series in 2017 to, as we know, a filthy, guilty, that rhymes, cheating Astros team. Okay, well, so back to the the full, uh, full phone lines. Yeah, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. That's the number to get aboard. Ryan in Connecticut, you're on the fan. Ryan. Why is this happening again tonight? This is the third time. Ryan, Ryan, if you can give me a call back. I'm going to drop you real quick here. Give me a call right back, and I'll, I'll go to you right next. Let's go. Uh, Andy and Tom's River, you're on the fan. How you doing, Danielle? What's up? Danielle, what if we went into Yankee Stadium and went into the trophy case and took out the 2009, 2000, 99, 98, and 96 championships? You know, basically, it's well, all why would Yankee you do that? Fans call, because all the Yankee fans are the ones complaining about taking away a championship, and the whole team was on steroids at the time. So the what's whole the team. Difference? Wait, the whole team? The whole team was the whole team was oh, doing steroids. The whole Come team. On. Come on. You, you don't think steroids was league wide at that time? You think Derek Jeter was on steroids? Who? Uh, yeah, Derek, Derek Jeter. Yeah, Derek Jeter. Yeah. The choir boy? No, Derek Jeter would never do nothing wrong. So mm. I wouldn't say Derek Jeter. So then I guess steroids. it wasn't the whole team. No, well, maybe it wasn't the whole team, mm. but you know, we know Derek Jeter. How about, how about Jeter Jorge Posada? You think Jorge Posada was on steroids? Yeah, def- I definitely think he oh, was on steroids. Think so. Okay. Yep. All right, Tino Martinez. I mean, um, I don't know about um, Tino Martinez. Yeah, I don't know about him. So I guess you but, can't but, say all you know, of them there, Andy. Well, a lot of them were. Mm. So what's, what's the difference? I mean, do you think the whole team was cheating? We, we know Gary Cole wasn't cheating because he knew nothing about it, right? <laughs> well, actually, it, it, it actually, you know what, though? It, it didn't affect him in any way, shape, or form. It, last I checked, the, the, bat, the pitchers don't bat in the AL. It didn't help him gaining wins and stuff, though? Mm. I mean, you know, you know what? Mm. They cheated. I, I get that. But uh, this is my thing. What, what, what if Robert Manfred would turn around and do something like Kennesaw Mountain Landis did and make up a rule saying these guys cheated and we're going to ban everybody we know they cheated, and they banned about 10 plays. Would that fly with the union or not? It would not because fly with the union. Of course not. It wouldn't. It right. wouldn't, so, right. You know, right, so these right. guys are pretty much... And, and, and you know what? Know he they, doesn't have the goal to do it anyway. Well, let's just put that out there. No, he, He's no, not going to punish the that, face of the I'm, league in Jose Altuve and Carlos. He's not going to do that. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I'm just saying... If he was to do that, it wouldn't fly anyway. So these guys pretty much know they could do what they want, and they're all in the same union. So I, you know, and Daniel, do you think the Red? I'm a Red Sox fan, by the way. I'm a mm-hmm. Red Sox fan, and of course, that's why we had the take about the Yankees. But go ahead. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm going to oh, tell oh. you the truth. I feel that that championship is tainted. But to me, the takeaway. Let's say you took away the 2017 championship and gave it to the Red Sox. Well, what about? I wouldn't get nothing out of that because I already know who won it. It's not going to change anything anymore. Well, what about when the Red Sox won? Will we want to take away that one too while we're at it? Let's just take away championships from everybody. Well, let's take away everything. Yeah, you know, let's the, do the Red Sox were doing steroids too. So I mean, where yeah, if you're going to take it. a championship away, where's it going to stop? Right. Let, let's just take That's them all my away. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, take them all away. Yeah, it's, yeah, all it's of them. Ridiculous. You yeah, know? just all of them, Andy. That was a ridiculous call. Allen, Connecticut, you're on the fan. Hey, Danielle. What's up? So, I'm a Red Sox fan as well, but I'm not going to go where he went. Um, but, all right, so if I'm the Yankees or if I'm one of the Yankee players, I mean, you got to be pretty pissed off between the Red Sox and Astros, correct? Correct, yes. All right, so I don't see this ever happening from Garrett Cole because he was obviously on Astro last year. But if you're a player and, and you take it to heart, like, I, 
I don't know if anybody ever actually brought this up, but like next time you play the Astros or Red Sox, when you throw one to Altuve or or uh, Bregman or somebody from the Red Sox, just like something like high and tight. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to condone violence or try to get anybody injured, but and obviously Cole's not going to do this because he's an Astro, but just like send a message like, hey, you know what? This is that was kind of BS we guys did. Al, you know, I, you know, I'm tra- Al, I know, you know exactly what you're saying, and I, I've said it. I said, you know, just to, just to remind him a little bit, high and tight, don't hit him, but right. remind him. I agree. Right. I, yeah, I would do so, it if I was a pitcher. I would do it. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, <laughs> you're not going to ask. I mean, I, and I don't know if that comes from the actual player or the manager, but you know, if you're the Yankee manager, you're not going to say it's so cold to do it too out there. Right. I mean, yeah. And if you're going to do it, you're not going to get out there and say, "I'm going to do it." Right. Right. <laughs> So quickly on the Red Sox, so I'm like, I, you know, I mean, I understand we're not going to have that great season this year. Our pitching is terrible, and we just traded Mookie, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the thing that pees me off the most is that last year we lost a lot of games because we had no closer. Right. They, did, they didn't address this at all this year. That's a good we're point. The same boat. I mean, we had to walk in the closer between Matt Barnes and uh, Workman and mm-hmm. whoever else. Are I mean, they might as well get some guys from the right field stands and say, hey, let's <laughs> up. It's, it's yeah, like, I mean, right. they didn't do anything. I just don't understand. I mean, we, we signed uh, uh, Pilar the other day uh, from Toronto. I mean, great. You know, he, you know he's going to maybe probably fill in where Mookie went, uh, played. But it's like, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just, like, overkilling this. But No, you know, I, I, no, you're not overkilling it. And I, I think, uh, as a, and Al, thanks for the call, an impassioned Red Sox fan that you are. Um, and there are a lot of them in this area, believe it or not. Very sad to see Mookie Betts go. Very sad to see, like he just outlined, the basic incompetence of the team. I mean, even the Mets addressed their bullpen issues this past offseason. Even the Mets did it. So, yeah, I mean, no, it's not out of line to think that. And, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, I am always a proponent of a good product, and I think the Red Sox do not have a good product this year. As I said earlier, I think if they win, let's just say 75 games, I think that's going to be a success for them this year. Um, And I think a lot of those wins are going to come against, you know, the Orioles, you know, but um, I'm a fan of good baseball and, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for the Red Sox to, to get back into good baseball contention because right now they are they are not. You know, I'm rooting for that Yankees-Red Sox rivalry to be something again. I think now it's taken on a different form. It's it's in the form of the Yankees and the Astros, obviously. Um, but, you know, yeah, even like I said, even the Mets address their bullpen issues and, and the Mets are known for their incompetence at doing a lot of things, but they address their bullpen, at the very least. Damon in Bluefield, you're on the fan. Hey, how are you? What's up? Thanks for taking my call. Of course, thanks for um, holding. I actually have two, um, thanks. I have, uh, two points that you brought up that I have like comments on. Cool. Um, Go ahead. First, like, is, is about the scandal. Um, I'm a Mets fan, like, so whatever. Um, the Mets are generally incompetent. Um, but baseball, in this way, like, is this scandal not at least as big as, though not as widespread, like, as the steroid scandal? And since, like, actual betting is, like, going to be more available state-to-state, state, like, this is essentially, like, shaving point, perhaps? Or, I mean, I think the federal government, like, got involved with, like, the steroid thing. Like, how big is this? Is that why baseball, like MLB, is like trying not to let anything come out because they're like, That's we don't I want think. more. Like, I think they're trying to keep what? a lid on it. Yeah, I think they're trying to keep a exactly. lid on it. In my opinion, this is worse the than the steroids. Like, right. Right. You're not right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, 
I just think it's like um, it, I think it's bigger than 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 we realize, and I think everybody always tries to get an advantage, and that's completely fine. Um, the second thing is like interest in baseball, which you talked about, like adding forty more minutes to the game. I think we're really missing the fact, also like back to gambling, that like so many people like make their stat like sheets and like their Excel spreadsheets based on like so many interesting facts that baseball doesn't display like on the screen. Like, yeah. When they have a batter get up and he's facing a particular picture, like why don't they show us like something that's interesting, like the strike zone that this pitcher usually throws to versus this batter, like some graphic on, on the screen that looks like a, like a video game with like most of the like millennials like are into. I now. love that with like the red zones and the strike zone and the exactly. blue. Exactly. Yeah. Like why not? Like I want to see it. I would like, love I to know, see like, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like where does he spray? Where's the spray chart? Like instead of like when you show like the stupid picture, like just the like the batter getting into the box, like where's he hit to? Like yeah, right. what are they? What's the spray chart look like? Yeah, no, I, I, exactly. I, I'm totally behind that. I would love to see that. Yeah, good idea. Right. Good idea. Thank you for the thank you for the time and for the phone call. You're really pleasant. I love this. Well, thanks, Damon. I appreciate right. that. Uh, of course, pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Um, and I th- I would love to see that actually spray charts overlay of like a spray chart or um, and I think. I don't want to say the network, but I did speak at one point with one of the networks and asked that question, and they did say it's coming. So, you know, we'll have to see. Stuart in Brooklyn, you're on the fan. Good morning, Coach. What's up, Stuart? Pleasure talking to you. I have a lot of strong opinions about this whole mess. Manfred's not doing his job correctly. First of all, you you give the players immunity, but then but then you take a look at their point of uh, that the players are culpable for their actions and I know the contract is due up next year, and I know uh, I know I know the reason why he didn't hold the. I know why he gave the players immunity. Because if you cause a problem by punishing the players, you're going to see a big uh, another strike. And in my opinion, another strike in in baseball could be the end. Of, could spell the end of the game as we know it. And uh, it would be, it wouldn't be, a, it would not be a good thing. And the way he's running things, and the way he's uh, he's stepping around the issues. Oh, and we, Stuart, we haven't even gotten into the the playoff change uh, a proposal he put well, forth. Well, I'll get, I'll give it to you straight and simple, Danielle. The playoff change and all that stuff is a distraction as to what's really going to come down with the Red Sox, and it's a distraction to get everybody's mind. Of what's going on with the Astros? That's enough. That's that's the main reason. That's mm-hmm. what I believe is the main reason of the playoff change. And the playoff change is ridiculous because one what are you going to do? Have baseball at, at on Thanksgiving weekend? <laughs> Christmas, that's what's Christmas be, morning. Danielle. Yeah, I know. I, know. I mean, is that is that a good point? Yeah, is that a right. good point? And what I'm making is a good point. It I is know a great point. Is, who wants to see baseball on Thanksgiving? We want to see the the football games. Right. 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 I mean, uh, Danielle, it's like. It's uh, of course Gerber Cole knew about it. He's he can deny knowing about it because now he's a member of the Yankees and Altuve and them and uh, Springer and Bregman, all those guys. They're going around with a smoke on their face, saying, "Well, we didn't know. We did. We didn't do this and we didn't do that." And Carlos Beltran, he was the mastermind of the whole thing, from what I understand. Which we knew. We talked about this, Stewart, months ago. We knew he was he was the mastermind. And uh, he kept on denying it, and then the Mets go out and hire him. 
And that, that was another another bad move. And then fire him. <laughs> and then fire him. And then Alex Cora got fired because the, the Red Sox saw the writing on the wall. And then they didn't see the writing on the wall, what was going to happen to them. Because he brought that over from Houston, over to Boston in 2018. Of course he did. And it's a whole big mess. Danielle, they never seen such... I mean, we've seen scandals in baseball. We saw the strike of 94, the strike of 81, and we know the history with Shoeless Joe Jackson and Pete Rose. But I think this, this tops everything that happened in the past. This is so... Uh, this is so outrageous. It's, it's outrageous because the simple fact remains they used something that should never have been introduced into the game. The technology. Te- Technology it should never have been introduced. You steal signs on second base. You relay it. You don't, but you don't use cameras and you don't use trash cans and you don't use this and you don't use that. I have a friend of mine. He was talking about it that he's in Houston. His daughter is a big Astros fan and she works for somebody that knows the Astros and they get tickets to the game. And he knows Jim Crane personally. And I don't speak to him anymore, but I would love <laughs> to call him up and say, now what do you think? Stuart, let's get him on here. Appreciate the call. Uh, more of Astros cheating scandals, some new developments possibly that came out this week. Stuart, I appreciate that call. Carlos Beltran being the main guy, Jim Crane had to say, what Cody Bellinger had to say. There's just so many layers. We're peeling back the onion here on McCartney After Midnight. Get your calls aboard, 877-337-6666. Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN and WFAN FM New York. Just dancing right here. That's good. Justin Timberlake. Hey, everybody. I'm Daniel McCartan. Back with you guys until 6 in the morning where Richard Neer comes your way at 6 a.m. But we've had a lively discussion here tonight about the Astros cheating scandal. We've we've summarized a lot of what players had to say. And, and I just wanted to make the point, too, that as far as Rob Manfred is concerned, if the report that 10 to 12 teams reported the Astros cheating to him and he did nothing about it until Michael Fires came out and said something, that is damning. That That's incriminating for him, to use the word from before. That's incriminating. He should be absolutely fired from his job, removed from his job, if that's true. If it's true. I happen to believe that it is. But p- quotes have been coming out from players all across the league. And one that I heard today came from a guy that I didn't even really like per se, never met him or anything, but I just don't like the way he goes about the game or whatever. Cody Bellinger. And I want you, I know Marco had it in the update before, but I want you just to listen to the entire audio here. And if you're on hold, I'll get to you right after this audio clip. Go ahead. Or whatever. Uh, I thought Jim Cranes was weak. Um, I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving him immunity. Um, I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. Um, You know, I think what people don't realize is Altuve stole an MVP from Judge in 17. Um, Everyone knows they stole the ring from us. I know personally I lost respect for those guys. Um, I think I would say everyone in the show in the big leagues lost respect for those guys. I don't know what human hits a walk-off home run against Raldis Chapman to send your team to the World Series. And one has the thought to say, don't rip my jersey off. But two, go in the tunnel, change your shirt, and then come out and do your interview. Like that, that makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me. Because I know me, Gary Sanders said yesterday, you can rip my shirt off, my pants off. I set my team the World Series off for all this Chapman in the ninth inning at home. You can do, you know, I'm going crazy. 
that is exactly everybody's thoughts. And that was a video from Blake Harris um, on Twitter. That's exactly everybody's thoughts. I mean, Cody Bellinger like, basically summed it up, the thoughts of everybody. And that, by the way, is a two-time All-Star, an NL MVP, and a Silver Slugger winner. I mean, I agree with 99% of the I, What I don't agree with is that they stole the ring. All right, there's no way to actually like you know prove that. Um, okay, so take that out. Everything else that he said hit the nail on the head. Especially the part about Jose Altuve hitting that home run off Chapman. I mean, come on. Your first instinct is to hold your shirt closed? Come on. Let's head back to the calls. 877-337-6666. Mike in East Rockaway, you're on the fan. Danielle, good morning. How are you, Mike? I'm doing good. I got you tuned in. It was busy, man. I, I tried three times to call, but no uh, you got you got a lot of people's attention on the radio. That's for sure. Danielle. Nice. Well, Mike, I'm glad uh, you're calling in tonight. I'm glad you got sure. through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I did hear Ralphie Boy before. Uh, he, you know, he mentioned uh, Tony Gallo, the game. Yeah. Uh, his son is Joey Gallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played against Tony Gallo that game that Ralphie was at, and. Uh, you know, six foot four, left handed. We beat him late in the game. It was two to one, and he gets drafted by the Expos, hurts his arm, opens up a camp in uh, Vegas. Yep. And Ralph told me about his son Joey. So I'm going to a game with Ralphie Boy this year at Yankee Stadium Very and cool. shake Joey's hand and da da da. Anyway, cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's unbelievable. This story never ends. I know. But don't you think that if Rob Manfred got out in front of it months ago, that it would be over with by now? Wouldn't we be talking real baseball by now? You hit the nail on the head. I was going to bring that up, too. The commissioner gives a deaf ear and a blind eye, like all the other owners and GMs in Major League Baseball. They know what was going on. But for the commissioner to sit on his hands, literally, mm-hmm. and, and, and not say anything uh, significant, much worse, like you said, Danielle, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, much worse than the steroid and PEDs because, hey, you know, toughest thing to do in baseball, again, hit a round ball with a round bat. And if you know what pitch is coming, it's like, you know, it's sta- like standing at the box during BP. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> change, right. You change the, you know, the, the atmosphere in this game, the greatest game, and, uh, and for the Astros to say what they said, well, what did they say? Anything significant? No, not at all. And Carlos Beltran goes by the wayside, and everybody else goes by the wayside. They have to pretty much ban all electronic devices, and you know, and, and uh, in the dugout and this and that. But it, it's really, you know, it, it gives the fan a different mindset. How do we know that was a legitimate hit? That's exactly and on right. And on. That's right. You know. Yep. And Danielle, I'll leave you with this. I'm in South Kakalaki. <laughs> Yep. Another <laughs> Myrtle Beach. That another... makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that, you know. Uh, uh, people come up to me down here. Where are you from? I- I'm north of the Mason-Dixon, man. That's where I'm from. <laughs> um, but uh, when I go to uh, see the Mets, spring training, and other games, when I go to Port St. Lucie, I'm going to ask one of the parking attendants, hey, listen, which direction, which direction is Cespedes Ranch? <laughs> Because I want to take a look at the, uh, you know, at the animal kingdom he's got down there. And I want to give an appraisal of what I think. Okay. I'm but, looking forward uh, to it. Danielle, uh, always a pleasure. And uh, keep doing what you're doing because you've got uh, good stuff behind the microphone. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the call, as always. Sure. <laughs> 
Um, he, every week, Mike says he's going to go check out Cespedes' ranch. I can't wait till he actually goes. And he, he always wants to. He always says how he wants to climb the trees and, and see uh, how the boars can climb the trees as well. And, but one thing that I, I jotted down as he, as Mike was talking was, you know, you can't. Okay, once you've in, once you've injected the technology, let's just say, once you've injected that technology into baseball, you really can't take it out. I mean, it's there. So now the question becomes, how do you manipulate it? How do you change it so that it cannot be manipulated to be used as a cheating device? Okay, well, here's an easy solution. Take another page from the XFL and have centralized replays. Replays don't come from the dugout anymore. Replays are going to come from a replay officer or official at each and every stadium. And that's who's going to determine if a play should be reviewed or not. And also, not to mention, that would also speed up the pace of play of this game. I'm not talking change the game. Change the rules. No, no, no. I'm just talking of how to speed up the pace of play. I think a centralized replay would be that answer. Marcus in Forest Hills, you're on the fan. Danielle, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Danielle, I must say you are an excellent presence on the overnights. I like to see you continue on a regular basis. Thanks. I appreciate it. Great. One, you know, a couple of things here. This is a great topic going on. And the truth of the matter is, you know, if Hinch is telling the truth and if he's to be believed Mm -hmm. that he's this wounded guy from the Arizona experience Mm -hmm. and he was afraid of losing the clubhouse in in Houston, which is possible, and if a senior ball player like Beltron and a bench coach like Cora ran this whole thing under his nose that he couldn't stop. Then the truth of the matter is the people that these owners are hiring, these softer people, doesn't work. Because the truth of the matter is Girardi might not be the life of the party, so to speak, and he's not. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing. Joe Joe Girardi is running a clubhouse. Joe Girardi is running the clubhouse. No one's doing anything in that clubhouse that he's not signing off on. Yeah. Same for a lot of the old school guys that couldn't get a job today, like Showalter, mm-hmm. like Leland. You know, Tory wouldn't be played for a fool. And the truth is, the, the, the people that are being hired for these jobs don't really have the leadership skills to run a situation when things hit the fan. I mean, and I can't understand how anybody would hire Hench going forward. The cheating is one thing. But he's basically telling you, I can't control my players and even a coach who a coach has no, no juice on a team because they're just a coach. Yeah. A high-talented player, yes, and a manager, yes. But a coach has very little. And the truth is, that's the kind of person that they need to put back in these roles. Because, yeah, but- you know, it's a billion-dollar business, right? Yeah. I mean... You know, what do you think? It's And as far as the cheating that's going on, I, I used to be on Wall Street a little bit, not in a high-end role, but I was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Cheating has been going on for years. And as far as this thing with Manafort getting calls from other teams, it's no different than people calling up the NASD and reporting, you know, certain people with certain firms. And they're not going to do anything until something really gets blown out like this. Which was the Michael Fires interview. Like with just Fryers, right. And it's the kind of thing where Manafort wanted to go away. And the only way the public's going to be satisfied, in my opinion, and I know you're going to tell me I'm wrong, 
The only way the public gets satisfied is if you vacate that 2017 championship and you vacate the pennant they won in 19, mm. and then I think this goes away. I know, Marcus, and, and I appreciate the call. I know that's it's so easy to say. It's so easy to say just to vacate it, right? It's it's easy. But I think what most people, besides that, I think me, what I would like to see is an investigation brought against this nice 19 team. It's obvious that there was still something going on. So why don't you open up the can again, Rob Manfred, and start a new investigation. And this time, don't use the players. Punish the players. That's what I think everybody wants to see across the league. Players and everybody included. And I think the inconvenient truth is this. Because Manfred only issued a year suspension for whatever reason to, to Hinch and Lunau. I think the inconvenient truth is that they will be rehired after that year is up. And I hope that, you know, the owners have more, that's the word, integrity. I hope that owners have more integrity that they would just kind of blackball them just to, that's it, be done with these people. But there's a little sneaking suspicion crawling into the back of my mind that, like, what if a team were to, you know, take a chance on this? You saw A.J. Hinch go on MLB Network to, to show his sob story, to talk about, as, as uh, our caller from Miami was saying, checking in from the Fountain Blue, Andy was, and... You know, he went on there. He said his sob story that, oh, he took his daughters out of school early because he didn't want them, you know, in the school building when, when the ESPN notification came out across their phones or, or whatever. I mean, yeah, tell that to, to Joe Girardi's kids who have to, um, you know, they're older. They have to change schools now because their father was fired from the Yankees. And, and now they're going to school in Philadelphia. Tell that to any of, of the quote unquote victims of this of this uh, this whole thing. I mean, I sorry, but I don't feel sorry for you. And the fact that he said he had no idea, as the last caller, you know, said, he had no idea. Come on, man. You know exactly what's going on. You're just sorry you got caught. And that's what the people I think are most upset about is that these guys are just sorry that they got caught. That's it. Okay? So I know I got some calls on hold. Uh, Astros seems to be the topic of the night. We'll stick with it. I did want to kind of talk some XFL if you wanted to as well. Um, we'll see. I'm Danielle McCartan here on The Fan, and I will get to your calls right after the other side of this break. Thanks. Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN. Entering the final hour of McCartan After Midnight here on WFAN Radio in New York City. Lower Manhattan. I'm Danielle McCartan, your host. And, uh, you know, you, who would have thought that on the first actual weekend with pitchers and catchers reporting to Florida with position players arriving there as well, that we would have spent the first three hours of the show talking mostly about the Houston Astros. Um, we did get into great conversations, though, about uh, the pace of play. So we're going to hit the reset button here. And before we do that, I have... Something I have to share with you guys. All night I've been peppering throughout, um, you know, those those Valentine's Day cards that you give out to your whole class when you're little. And I, I have some of my own, and this one is not my own. I've been sprinkling my own throughout. This one is not mine. I did see this on the internet. And it's one with Jose Altuve's face. Like a, just like a, just a regular look on his face. No smile, no nothing. 
And it says, I promise to never cheat on you again. <laughs> Jose Altuve. So, but there's that. Um, so we've been talking a lot about the Astros tonight. We've been talking a lot about pace of play of baseball. And I've got my my recommendations for both. And I think the fact that Rob Manfred did not get out in front, did not seemingly kind of, uh, I can't think of the word, tell us the information that disclosed. That's it. He couldn't disclose the information or he didn't disclose the information to us that he knew. I think that's where it's going it, to, it's, it's coming around to bite him. Because like I said, this is uh, first weekend. We should be talking like real Yankees, real Mets baseball because we're seeing them in action finally. And in, in fact, we're not. We're watching players react all over the league to the um, inadequate punishments handed down by Rob Manfred, the, con- the commissioner. And I think my suggestion is this. You have to investigate the 2019 Astros. That's how you get out of this. Rob Manfred, I hope you're listening because that's how you're going to Houdini yourself out of this whole thing. You've granted immunity to players in 2017, right? You got them to admit now that they have, in fact, cheated. I mean, without maybe some of them actually said it. I don't think any of them actually said it, but um, you've got them to admit to it, right? Now you, you, you do a 2019 investigation into something else, wearable technology, which is different than what you investigated them for the first time, although you said you did ask about this, but... I don't understand how that would be in 2017 because in 2017, like cavemen, they were banging on trash cans. So it evolved by 2019 into wearable technology. It, it, it's, it's an algorithmic cheating scandal. This is worse than anything baseball has ever seen. Uh, we've gotten some calls about the steroid era tonight. It's worse than that. It's a whole team, guys. It's a whole team. And the last I checked, there hasn't been one single whole team that has tested positive for steroids across the entire Major League Baseball. That's it. So there you go. And like I said, we there's just we didn't even get to all of them tonight. There's so many layers that you need to peel back that we're not even there yet. And we've been talking for since 2 a.m. about this. And the good news is I'll be back again 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. tomorrow. We can continue it. Okay, so get on the phone. 877-337-6666. Gary in Brooklyn, thanks for hanging on. You're on the fan. Yeah, um, if the Knicks and uh, the Knicks had Patrick and uh, Bernard together, you think they would have won a championship? Uh, probably, yes. All right, and my last question: Who's the only person to hit it out of the old Yankee Stadium? Out of the entire building? Yeah, it was in the Negro League. Ooh, I don't know. Who is it? Josh Gibson. Wow. What year? Do you know? About 1917, like way back. Mm. That's a good little fact for next time. Where I have to, maybe I get to give something away. I can, give, I can give you that. You ask Steve about that. He'll tell you. <laughs> I will. I will ask Steve. <laughs> okay. All right, Gary. Thank you. Yeah, take care. <laughs> Bye. He waited on hold for all that. Oh, I feel bad now that that wasn't a longer phone call. Brian in Porchester, you're on the fan. Hi, Daniel. Well, what's Thank up, you for taking my call. Of course. Nice to finally get a chance to talk to you on the phone. Let's do it. What do you got? A uh, um, couple of things. First of all, you kind of stole my thunder about um, with regards to 
the um, replay where it should just be in one central um, location mm-hmm. instead of in the in the um, dugout. Mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of the problems lie. Was was the fact that you have the replay um, screen monitor in the dugout with a live stream? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, also, I um, you're talking about Manfred losing his his um, job as commissioner. Mm-hmm. The owners are the ones that vote on that. Do you think they would really um, get together and, and vote Manfred out? I don't know, see, because if, if you're an owner, especially, let's say, the owner of the Yankees or the owner of the Red Sox, and you were directly affected by this whole thing, or the Dodgers even, I mean, I think a little politicking could sway the vote. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, because I, cause I know that the um, with them, with him, with this new playoff, idea i think that took a lot of um away from from or trying to take away trying to sweep under the carpet um what was going on with the astros so i was just wondering uh, is he trying to protect the game or which he is but would the owners sign up on on him losing his position i mean i i don't really see how they could be happy about it i mean is there is there any way that that they they're happy about what happened in the punishments he handed down it's the proverbial pie in the face, so I wouldn't think that they were happy would be happy about it. But um, you know, I I don't know. But um, in terms of 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 um, the Astros themselves, uh, I'm just so glad that they showed a lot of criti- um, contrition as far as their 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 guilt in in this whole thing is concerned. I, you know what Altuve and especially um, Altuve and... I don't know. I, I, I don't know about that. I'm not really believing those guys at all. I, I, I see that totally differently. No, I'm, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I was about to unleash a can on you. but <laughs> <laughs> Never that. Never that. No, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just... I don't know. And, and the 19-second the, the statements that the two of them made uh, and that they rehearsed it in their mirror all, all week. I mean, come on. Yep, you can't you can't yep. buy it. There's no way. And, and Jim Crane, he was the best one. He said, "I believe it didn't impact the game." And then, like literally three minutes later, he said it impacted the game. Like, what? what which I, one I, is it? I know, I know, it's ridiculous. And one thing about the speed, um, the state of the game itself. What I've been wondering, what I've been thinking about for a long time, because I'm a huge baseball fan, mm-hmm. is the fact that the um, the the league doesn't really do a lot as far as um, promoting their stars, and you don't really see their stars in a lot right. of national spots. Brian, so I, I, let, I let think just, that that's a huge problem. Let me just interrupt you for there for a second. Don't you think that that's kind of why maybe Rob Manfred wanted to keep this under wraps because Jose Altuve is one of the biggest stars of the game? True. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's all I have. Thank you for taking my call. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Jose Altuve is one of the biggest names of this entire league. You think Rob Manfred and, and the game of baseball wants to put this, associate this with one of their biggest stars? No, that's a that's a PR nightmare. Herman in Connecticut, you're on the fan. Hey, Daniel, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? I'm in the middle of 95 in Maryland, driving down to Port St. Lucie, actually. Oh, have fun. I'm telling you, until that guy that's looking for Cespedes, that he is in Vero Beach. <laughs> Vero Beach. I'll say if I, 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 the only thing I've been going down there for ten years, and honestly, I have never heard of a wild board anywhere near that area. 
So I'm going to go ask my grandmother and everybody else, hey, there's the shit wild boards around here. I got to find a guy. New York, New York wants to talk to him. <laughs> well, I hope you call back hey, and let us I'm, know. I'm telling you, listen, this whole thing with the owner uh, and, the, and, and the commissioner and everything else, mm -hmm. there's one thing people got to realize. The commissioner works for the owners. Bottom line, right. the owners are the bosses. So, right. in my it's my belief that they all sat down at a table, the owners, the commissioner, everybody, and they said, "This is what we're going to do," and, and you know, this is going to be the fines, and you, commissioner, you're going to get the pie in the face because that's what we pay you for. So everybody is is coming out this, and you're going to tell me that in three years, nobody knew what was going on. There's no way in heck nobody knew what was going on in all this time. And it only became public, like you said, when these guys finally came out right. and said, I had enough. Let me go to the athletic and make a, um, become basically a whistleblower. Mm -hmm. And that's really, that's really the only reason anything ever happened. Right. I agree with you. I think that's the only reason why this all came out is because he said something. Because there were grumblings of it happening in years past. And nothing yeah. was ever done about it. I mean, look, when, when Altuve, I'm a Mets fan, but look, I was watching that game. And when Altuve hit the home run. I, I that grin that that uh, what's his name had um, Chapman. Chapman had yeah that grin that he had. Don't come and tell me that he did not know what just happened. I exactly There's no way hell. I he said looked it at it like I know exactly what happened. Yep, and he's just like damn. Thank you, Herman. Yes, because I said I said that that night. I think I was on that night. I said I said that. I said people were hammering Harold Chapman on the phones. Oh, why was he smiling? An idiot. He was smiling. No, he wasn't smiling for that reason. He was smiling because he knew that Jose Altuve knew that pitch was coming. Uh, who would I, uh, how are he supposed to do uh, you know, what, 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 And at the end of the day, what can the guys do? What more could you do as a pitcher? You can't do anything more as a pitcher. You know what? I'm a Mets fan. I'm telling you, I agree with Bellinger. They stole the MVP from, from Aaron Judge. Yep. And they stole a, they, I, I believe they stole a ring from the Yankees, too. Because well, the Yankees could have beaten the Nationals, number one. And number two, as a baseball fan, I am completely disgusted. Because one of the things that baseball has is that baseball has always been about respect and tradition. Yeah. And these people just took it all over the carpet and muddied it up all the way around. Yep. I prefer to be a Mets fan waiting another 50 years to get a ring and do it the right way than do it the way they did it. So at the end of the day, in 50 years or 100 years, they're going to talk about what happened. Yeah. The same way today, we talk about the black side. Yeah, Herman, and thanks for the call, and have a great time at uh, Port St. Lucie. Take, take care, guys. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the games, I should say. See, I think Herman and I are, are in the minority of people that would say that, yes, like we, we would want to do it the right way. Right. But we are in the minority. I understand that. I, I know these phone lines are going to light up right now. And what do you mean? You Do you tell me if you found a... a a loophole that you wouldn't exploit the loophole? Probably not. I mean, I've coached, um, and I, no, <laughs> any of my players could tell you no, no, I would not. I wouldn't do it because you know what? We live in the age of information. Everybody. I even said that. I even said that to them. They said something. Something happened. I forget what it was, and they were like, "Coach, why'd you say something?" Oh, I think, I forget what it was, but they said it was, a, it was a softball game. I remember it. I'm trying to remember what exactly it was. Said, Coach, why didn't you, why did you say something? Why, why didn't you just let it go? I said, because, guys, there are dads in the stands keeping keeping track and everything. Maybe it was like a ball or strike count. The umpire asked me what it was, and I gave him the true answer, you know. And they were like, why'd you do that? Well, because there's dads in the stands that are on their iPads keeping score. There's moms in the stands that have uh, scorebooks in front of them. It's going to come out. We live in the age of information. They're going to say, whoa, 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 wait a second. 
And then I look like an idiot. I, I wouldn't do it. And I'm also, I'm not buying all these guys that are saying now, oh, I wish I would have done more, blah, blah. Come on. Give me a break. Speaking of breaks, <laughs> we're going to hit the break real quick here. 877-337-6666. Armando, I see you. Hang there. I'm Danielle McCartan on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN and WFAN FM New York. Good morning, everybody. Wake up. It's 522 in the morning. Wake it up. Let's go. Get on the phone. 877-337-6666. Uh, just, to, I mean, we've been talking all night about the Astros, which is cool. You guys know that I, uh, I introduced the topics in my opening monologue with some songs, and I had to. I, I was, what was I doing today? I was taking out the garbage, and this song just popped into my head, and I was like, oh, my God, it's perfect. I haven't heard it in years. It, it was a Love Fool by the Cardigans. You know, love me, love me. So Love Fool, going with the, the Valentine's Day theme as well, Rob Manfred is absolutely fooling nobody, I don't think. Um, he knew exactly what was going on and, and to the extent at which it was going on and did not disclose that and tried to sweep a lot of it under the rug, in my opinion. And why do I say that? Because we're still finding out details of it. I mean, did it come from the front office? Did it come from the interns? Did it, where did it come from? Was it cooked up in some basement somewhere or what? Did it come from Carlos Beltran, Alex Cora? And if if they devised it, okay, sure. But Or did they take things from other teams that the experience that they've been on, one of which being the Yankees and Carlos Beltran, did they take that experience and, um, I don't know, infuse it or, or evolve it into what it became? I mean, it was a systemic, algorithmic cheating scandal. And then I, I then parlayed this into Eminem featuring Rihanna. I love the way you lie because – and then I gave quotes from every one of the players that I, that, you know, that I found appropriate, Al- Altuve, Correa, Springer, Verlander, and Redick. I love the way they lie too. And my favorite line from all of them, all of those men, was from Jim Crane who we celebrated by doing the right thing, by firing his manager, by firing his GM – when, when the puny Rob Manfred only hands down a one-year suspension. Well, my favorite line was, it didn't impact the game. What? What do you mean it didn't impact the game? How do you explain your team's offensive home and road splits then? Especially in the 2017 playoffs when you got Brian McCann batting 0-37 on the road and 300 at home. Or Jose Altuve's batting 300 points higher at home, 472 at home. Are you kidding me? If it didn't impact the game then, how do you explain that it was even used at all? What would be the point of using it? Come on, Jim Crane. Come on, man. You're smarter than that. Armando in Burlington, you're on the fan. Hi, good morning. Uh, I have a few, uh, uh, just a few comments, and then I want to hear what you got to say. What's up? First of all, um, first of all, I, uh, I'm of the thinking that uh, they should vacate the title for Houston. That's number one. Um, at the end of the day, they had an unfair advantage. You know, as a fan, you know, of the Yankees, you know, it's kind of unfair to the fans. Fans pay, you know, they pay these. They, they, at the end of the day, they pay the bills. You know, we, we show up, we spend the money. On the concessions, we buy the tickets. Right? I was at the ALCS game and paid sixty-five dollars right? to park there. I get you. You know what I mean? That's number one. Number two, um, Boston. Why aren't they talking about investigating Boston? Why do Why do they seem always to get uh, a pass? You know, whether it's in baseball, 
well, football. They, they've been accused of cheating. Armando, right? they're, yes, they're, they're still doing it. I mean, it, it hasn't come out yet. We're, we're waiting oh, okay. on it to come out. Yes, it, right. I, I think well, it no, should no, be this well, week. But. Well, the reason I say that is because we jumped to the Astros in 2019, and it always seems that Boston, for one reason or the other, you know, because they were a baseball, maybe right. a baseball institution, one of the original teams, they get a pass. Right. No, you know, no, I think, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I know what you're saying. We just skipped from 17 to 19, but what about the 18 Astros? <laughs> yeah, I get, I mean, uh, Red Sox. Exactly. Yeah. That's correct. I get you know, it. Yeah, yeah. was part of that. You know what I mean? That yeah. needs to be investigated. Right. And if, and if baseball really wants to, uh, you know, instill some kind of, uh, uh, or let's say recoup their integrity, you know, Manfred needs to step up, number one. And, and also, forget about just vacating the title. Altuve was, it's, you know, at the end of the day, what a lot of people are saying, you know, he, he, you know, he, he played a whole lot better at home. What a coincidence. And took an MVP title, like Cody Bellinger said, from, uh, from Judge. Mm-hmm. That, that should be taken away, too. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to gloss over everything. Oh, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that. Listen, stop talking and doing it, you know? Right. Man, Fred should be a man. You know, like, listen, comm- commissioners can be, get ri- uh, you know, can, uh, can be get rid of, too. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody in baseball, you know, just uh, it's kind of, you know, they're, they're talking about it. They're talking about it. But, uh, you know, these, uh, yeah, and you hear these comments, oh, yeah, after a year, you know, these guys are going to get rehired. I know. Really? That's what I think. That's I, integrity? I think that. I think, you know what I mean? Right. I know. I get it. I get it. And I think I joked on Twitter just on the commercial break that integrity seems to be a curse word in, in, in Houston. But don't you think that with these guys' track records of putting together this team, this team, don't you think that there's going to be a team that does take a chance on them again? The redemption tour? Come on. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Unfortunately, you know I, 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 I agree, but I also agree everybody deserves a second chance. But you know what? When you come up, when you come straight up, and you know, and say what you did, you know, don't gloss over it. No, you know this and this and that. Right. You know, I was afraid. Come on, you're a man. You're getting paid. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just of a different thinking. You know, I, I think you know, in order for you to have redemption, you know, you, you got to really show that you're, you Remorseful. know, you're sorry for what you did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't seen that. I know I haven't seen it yep. from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Well, Armando, thanks yeah, for your call. And thanks for hanging on. Absolutely. Thank you very much. There has been no remorse from these players. Come on, guys. Come on. And and then that whole farce of A.J. Hinch on the MLB Network. I, I mean, save the crocodile tears for somebody else. And as he Armando was just talking, I wrote a note down and, you know, taking the title of MVP from Judge, right? And Aaron Judge obviously was the runner-up to Jose Altuve's MVP season in, in 2017. You know, I'm thinking, my mind started thinking about, okay, well, Jose Altuve's got his contract, but, like, Aaron Judge is still playing on, like, his rookie contract. So, you know, having an MVP title under his belt, that would really help him out uh, on the money standpoint, don't you think, in, in his negotiation? Hey, listen, I want MVP in, in 2017. You got to compensate me for it. Now that could be used against him in his pockets. That's where these players need to be hit in their pockets, in their wallets. That's where they need to be hit. And unfortunately for Aaron Judge, it's 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 going to hit him in his when he had a better season than Jose Altuve. Yet, yet he can't put MVP the word the the three initials MVP on his resume when he goes to the negotiations table. Well, because Cheating Jose Altuve has it on his. I mean, come on. Phil in Ivorytown, Connecticut, you're on the fan. Yeah, good morning. What's up? Um, I'd like to make a counterpoint. While I agree that this is a, a scandal and it's really bad for baseball, I'd like to just ask you to consider that 
since the dawn of baseball, there have always been players trying to get an edge on people, Correct. on other players. Right. And, As a player, um, I did too. But I never use right. <laughs> an algorithm and a computer and a live stream exactly. to do it. And that's what makes this so troubling. However, I don't think it's anywhere near the largest scandal that baseball has ever had seen because this one did not involve gambling and the confidence of the game and throwing games. This was always trying to get an advantage. I think it's a black eye on baseball. And if fans feel less confident in the product because of that, it's understandable. But I don't think it's going to keep the fans away. And the game is just so exciting uh, that fans will always be interested. And there's such great athletes um, that it will always keep it interesting. And again, it's a black eye, but I, I hardly think it's um, the huge scandal and nothing in like the Black Sox scandal of 1919 or earlier gambling scandals of the 19th century. So let me ask you a um, question. You used the word yeah. confidence, which I, I like that word that you yeah. used. You mean to tell me that if Jose Altuve hits another home run to send his team into the World Series again next year, that the confidence level, what I'm trying to say is like, you would, wouldn't you think that, okay, maybe he, he, he knew it was coming? Well, I, I, I feel that the Major League Baseball should have some way to let teams know that they're going to be watched in some way if the players union can accept that. such. But, but they said that in September that they were going to be watched, and they still did it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure with, with all the players now being with a sense of heightened awareness that, um, you would think, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. would think, but I think there's always going to be, you know, somebody who will be watching the pitcher warming up. And the other point, I, 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 I don't know why. Yeah. The other point about this, I always think about how some of the great baseball players were always tipping off what they were about to do. For instance, you know, you read stories about how the great Sandy Koufax, they knew, a lot of batters knew that by the way he positioned his body with his arms akimbo, that he was about to throw a curveball, and they were ready for it. But it didn't Phil, matter. They couldn't hit it anyway. I, that, but that's gamesmanship. That's not using right. algorithm-based dark web computer software programs to figure that out. That's your own observations with your own eyeballs. I mean, I, I do it as a high school coach. I watch the pitcher of the other team warm up. Look for mm -hmm. tendencies. I do do that, but I'm not yeah. using a computer program and a live stream and this whole elaborate thing to do it. Well, you're right, and that's what does make this particularly troubling because that's now available. So, yes, um, hopefully there's some way that Major League Baseball can keep an eye on things and keep the, this from happening uh, in a way that the players' union will find the uh, whatever intrusiveness right. they may feel acceptable. Correct, and that, so. I think, is going to have to come up in the next collective bargaining agreement. There's no way it's not going to. Yeah, and as a fan, I, I have faith that, that Major League Baseball will try to do the right thing on this. Well, I hope so. For the sake of yeah. the game, I hope so. Yeah. So, all right, well, thanks a lot. Yeah, of course, Phil. Thanks for the call. It was a good call. Um, you know, yes, I, I parlayed it back to it's the technology that's in, invasive, okay? So what you do is you, you take the monitors out of the dugout, you take the power of the managers to, um, to challenge the calls, you make it come from one centralized location like the XFL, which I hope we could talk some XFL tonight. I, I am getting some tweets about it. Um, but I, it just as he was talking, it made me think of um, when I was playing softball in, in high school. I was probably a junior at the time, and you know the coach from the opposing team yelled at the pitcher, 318, 318, and he had like a chart you know, in a book. He was sitting on the bucket, 318. 
And I remember I stepped out, and I'm like, all right, 318, 318. What could that possibly mean? All right, that's probably whatever. I, I forget now at the time, but it's probably going to be this. So here I am trying to decode a, a code from a coach to a, a pitcher. That's fine. That's gamesmanship. That is not using the dark web and a code-breaking program to do so. Right? I mean, that's gamesmanship, if you could figure that out yourself. Ron and Tom's River, you're on the fan. Hey, how are you doing, Danielle? First time caller. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, that guy, that last guy, yeah. before I make my point, must be sitting behind a desk with a pencil protector in his pocket because he never played the game. Oh my There's God. no way. Oh my I mean, God. I get his point, but come on, that's a little ridiculous. Okay, but sure. But my point is to stop the cheating. Why do they not ban the whole team like they did the Black Sox? Wow. Listen, they yeah. cheated. They're admitting they cheated. The owner's not taking responsibility, so he knew. Correct. Ron, in get, turn, hold if on. they ban sec- everybody. Ron, one second. They can't, they can't do it because the commissioner granted them immunity in order to yeah, get I, it done. That's, that's why. On his point, he needs to be gone, too, because he knew and didn't let anybody know. If nobody, yep. ever, if nobody ever blew the whistle, we would still not know. Right. Exactly. But point being. Exactly right. If. If they're all banned, listen, the franchise is going to have to start from scratch. All their contracts will be void, so they're going to have the money. They would have to start from scratch. But in the future, no one person would try to cheat to that extent, knowing that the whole team's going to be banned. Another player, like the pitchers have come out and said, we should have done more. They will do more because guess what? They're going to be out of the game. If they get caught, one person gets caught, everyone's going down. And they all knew. They all knew about it. They're admitting it. They knew. Correct. They didn't do nothing. And what's a pitcher going to say? It's helping them. Yes, they still have to go out and pitch, but if they're putting up nine runs, it's a little easier to pitch. I agree. And But the thing is, Ron, you can't ban the whole team because Rob Manfred couldn't even ban the GM or or the manager. He couldn't do it. One-year suspension. He couldn't do it. So It's, it's, It's a little ridiculous. I mean, but to get the game under the control, and to me... You have to make a point at some point. Look at Pete Rose. To me, should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he gambled, but he admitted it finally. Give give the guy a break. Put him back in. You're letting these guys are still playing. Right. Well, this they is admitted gonna be... they cheated, and right. they're all playing. They're gonna they're they're on the field today. Right. And here's the thing: when Carlos Beltran is up for Hall of Fame vote, you think he's going to get any votes? I hope not. No. Here, oh, there's another lady. That uh, yesterday we were listening to a uh, uh, commentator. Few, she's a Mets fan, and she was grilling her partner on the air about Garrett Cole, mm-hmm. about the Yankees hiring him. That he won't admit it. The Mets hired Beltran. They knew he was involved. Well, the Yankees hired Beltran too. Yeah, but that was before, right? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. The I see Mets what you're saying. Hired yeah, him yeah. as yeah. a manager, right. and they knew he was involved in the whole thing. Right. So, right. How, how can you sit here and? Badger about Garrett Cole, who, listen, as a pitcher, maybe knew about it, but really didn't have anything to do with it. Right. Beltran was the ringleader. They knew. Mm-hmm. And you hired him. Your organization hired him. Right. And only when it as came out, tell, I'm a Yankee fired fan. him. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then only when it came out, then turned around and fired him. Yeah. yeah. To me, I think they asked him in his interview, hey, what was your role? I didn't uh, do anything. Yep. Right. I, I knew about it. You know, yep. yeah, we all knew about it. And then 
He was the only player named in the suit. Right. I don't care. I mean, I know they say he was a manager, so he can't get touched, you know, mm-hmm. like a player would. But mm-hmm. he was the only one stated because of his involvement. They knew. And he knew. I think he lied to the Mets. I think he did, too. That's why they got rid of him. Yep. And, Ron, thanks you know, for the call. Yeah, I think that he, he – I think that Carlos Beltran did, in fact, lie to the Mets when they asked him about it. Because you saw, I don't know if you saw the article that came out. I think it was, uh, I think it was NJ.com, where Brian Cashman said that he had a conversation with Carlos Beltran about the cheating scandal because everybody knew it was going on. And this is before Mike Fires, that Brian Cashman had a conversation with him about it. Carlos Beltran basically said, oh, I didn't, you know, it was gone. I don't know. I forget what he said. Oh, I don't know what was going on. Uh, you know, I really wasn't part of it. Whatever. Kind of brushed it off, in, in other words, paraphrasing. So you don't think that the Mets asked that question? I I do believe that the Mets, you know, regardless of their level of competence or incompetence based on your opinion, um, I think they asked the question. And I think Carlos Beltran gave the same answer. And then once Michael Fires came out with this whole thing and then the investigation happened, and then they named Carlos Beltran as the only person in it. And then the Mets got a chance to look at what was actually about to come out, which we now know. (laughs) I think it was the, what, the Washington Post article that came out. Now that we all know that, I think the Mets were privy to it. And I just, I mean, they did the right thing, but why did it take them so many days to do to do the right thing, you know? But eventually they did. And now I think, honestly, I think the Mets are better off with Luis Rojas as their manager. I really do. And I know that sounds really crazy, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I think uh, I think Luis Rojas was destined to get that job with the Mets. And he's, he's inherited a really good team, really strong team. And we'll see. We'll see how far the Mets can take it this year. Um, but as far as all that, yes, I think the Mets asked the question, and I do think that Carlos Beltran kind of was like pleaded the fifth in a way, I think. So, I don't know. So uh, this is going to be your last chance to get aboard, 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartan after midnight, and he is Marco Belletti. And good morning, everybody. I'm Daniel McCartan back with you here on WFAN. This is, uh, what are we getting? Looking at the last 18 minutes of the program here, McCartan after midnight or McCartan in the morning. 877-337-6666. Get aboard. Man, we've done a lot of Astros talk tonight. And hey, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with it, as you could tell. But I did want to make some XFL points. So um, hopefully we can get some of that in by, by the time we do. Because our, our, new, our New York Guardians, because we all can agree on one team, our New York Guardians play. People are asking me on Twitter, so I'm telling you. They're playing at 2 p.m. later today, Saturday, uh, on Channel 7, ABC. ABC it is. So we'll talk about that real quick. Uh, let me go to Joe in St. James, New York. You're on the fan. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? What's you up? know, we know baseball. You know, they've been cheating for 100 years in this game. Yeah, it's but been not. Accepted. But, but no, not, no, I know. I yeah. know not to the level they asked for right. it. I get it. That's when it became ridiculous. But the in-game stuff, that's why it's accepted. That's why none of the teams wanted to say anything because they're all cheating. But they didn't take it to the level the Astros did. That's one. Number two, the money. The money is incredible. Look at El Tuve. Look what he got. He's not going to say, hey, I'm cheating. This guy got himself a $100 million contract. Well, he kind of did. I know that doesn't make it right, but unfortunately, the Astros, you know, they got a lot of money. They got a lot of, you know, uh, fans in the ballpark. This is what the lore of it all is. I just, at this point, as a fan, I'm sad that it happened, but let's just move on. I mean, we can't have the whole season drag on about, you know, what these guys did. I get it. But the punishments have been laid out. I get it. But I think that's where people are are 
discussed it, is that the punishments didn't fit the crime. And I think that's I why people... I agree with you. Right, but I that's, but that's why. So and there's more and more we, information that keeps coming out, leaking here and there. That. That's the problem. Okay, so now do we fire the... So what do we do? We fire the commissioner now? We get a new commissioner? I think do that's next. It? Is that what's coming? Because then this is going to go on all season. So right. I just... I, I'm, I'm, as a fan of the Yankees, I'm so looking forward to them trying to get to the World Series and win. But now this is just going to be a black cloud. The whole... Oh, you didn't do enough. We didn't do this. I mean, you know what? Let the players police it. That every time El Tuve gets up there, throw one right in his butt. Make him feel it. Sure. You and know I, what I I'm think saying? you're going to see I'm that. I'm not saying hit them in the head. Yeah. I know. I know. And they, and they, and and them as players because they got immunity should accept it. Don't start any fights. Take your punishment like a man and move on. And let's just move on because at this point they're not taking this. They're not taking the titles away from right. these guys. That's correct. And, and yeah, right. You got it. They're, they're, and, that's and it. I'm, and, and I'm sick to my stomach with Boston did in, in 20. I mean, they ran through the league, Boston. Right. Now you know why why they were hitting so well and they were bumping everybody. We get it. You know what I mean? I can't wait for I that mean, that to come out. Uh, it's going to be a nightmare. This is going to be – I'm just sad. I'm, I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the season to start. And this is what we're going to deal with every day. It's never going to – and especially like you said, in the information era we live in, yeah. it's just never going to end. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have a great morning. Well, Joe, I appreciate it. And I think, you know, Joe is expressing the level of frustration that all true baseball fans do, in fact, um, express, too. I mean, here I am sitting here. I, I'm frustrated with it, too. But the fact of the matter is the fact that we are now getting information trickling in. We are uh, we're seeing more videos come out. We're seeing the player reactions. And someone just tweeted me, um, at Royal with cheese too. Um, and he's tweeted me at coach MCCARTAN on Twitter or facebook.com slash coach McCartan. But I mean, he said that Nats catcher Kurt, Kurt Suzuki said this week that there is quote, no question the Astros cheated in the 2019 world series. Okay. So let's open up the investigation on that too. Now, like that's where my frustration emanates from. My frustration is why hasn't that been, been investigated? We've seen the videos. We, we've seen it all. Okay. So my solution to that, if Rob Manfred was as forward-thinking and progressive-thinking as I, as I hope he is to be the commissioner of a major sports league, okay, you've granted the players immunity from this time around. Okay, you got them to admit that they cheated this time around, you know, without actually saying it, saying it. Now, the next thing would be throw the book at him for 2019 and say, okay, this is your second offense. Now we're going to take 10% of every single one of your salaries. You know, that's where it has to emanate from, the money. Player, you know, it doesn't matter whether they take the, the, the ring or not. You still earn the ring. You still had the parade. You still got the endorsement deals. And then, I don't know, it's just, it's just frustrating. It's just, it's just frustrating to me. Uh, David on Twitter wants to please move on from this topic. Well, unfortunately, you can't. You just can't. When the calls are still coming in about it, people still care about it. I mean, I would try and talk some XFL. You want to do that? We'll do that real quick. We could do that. My one long-term question for the XFL. The ability, as you know, the accessibility that I'm proposing for baseball, um, you know, to hear the pitcher, 
that being removed from a game and, and hear that conversation on the mound, if they're going to stick with that, you know, that whole changing of the guard mentality. I would like to know now, moving from week one to week two of the XFL, I would be able to, I'd like to see their ability to listen to the play calls in game interviews, whatever. How does the language of, of their play calling change from week one to week two? Because now if you're calling, you know, even, even, or, or whatever it was, well, now I would say that pretty much everybody with a notebook at home is trying to decode it, right? And, you know, maybe they're using the, the code-breaking program to do it, but you can bet that they had their scouts on that too. So I'd be interesting to see, you know, how the language would change in, the, in their play calling that you can hear as the viewing audience at home. I think it's a cool experience at home. I'm just worried that it's going to keep people away from the stadiums is what I think. I think maybe, I don't know, you guys tell me, you were, you were in the stands maybe uh, at MetLife Stadium? MetLife Stadium had 18,000 fans. I mean, that was, the MetLife crowd was, I looked at the, the average uh, attendance across the league, MetLife had 500 more people higher than, than the league average. And I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Ravel, Roval, reported that, before kickoff of the first ever game, the XFL had already surpassed ticket sales revenue for the entire season of the AAF. And the television ratings came in. It averaged 3.5 million viewers. And that wasn't bad. I mean, you can compare that to Christmas Day, Celtics and Raptors. So, I just the ability to listen to those play calls, the in-game interviews, all that, it just makes me wonder about the sustainability factor of it. Because... It's a startup league. You aren't getting that, you know, extra cool experience when you're sitting at the stadium at a time where many teams across many professional leagues are struggling to put butts in seats. Ultimately, I mean, you have to get the people to come out to games. And the really cool, really unique television products make, makes me worry that they're not going to sell as many tickets. And so our New York Guardians, they're pretty good. I mean, I mean, they won their first game. Do you guys know that the, the Giants didn't win their first game in 2019 at, at MetLife Stadium until, what was it, week four? And the Jets didn't win their first game at MetLife Stadium until, what was it, week six? Here we are, Guardians in week one. Take take the victory. And uh, they're heading down to Route 95 later today to Washington take off take on the Defenders, 2 p.m. on ABC. I mean, both teams are 1-0. So I'd have to – I'd be curious to see um, – who pulls out the victory today? The Guardians, the last I checked, are six and a half point underdogs. Really? Is that true? I mean, that's that's a lot. I really think they're gonna win. And if you're if you're into if you're into it, we'll do it. But I think they gotta contain uh the quarterback of the defenders, Cardell Jones. And I don't know. I just think they're gonna win. I, I think my score prediction is gonna be twenty Guardians twenty two, defenders nineteen. And maybe you're rolling your eyes like, okay. XFL, I don't know. People are interested in it. They're tweeting me about it. So, I don't know. I just think t- both teams are pretty comparable. Two quarterbacks with NFL experience. Two teams that have capable running backs, but were underwhelming in week one. Actually, no team in the XFL rushed for more than 100 yards. So, we'll see. But I do think the Guardians are going beat to the, beat the uh, defenders in D.C. later today. Curious to see what you guys think. And I lied last time. This is your last chance to get aboard. 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartan on The Fan.